The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live, our last live show of the year. Got some best ofs coming up Thursday, Friday. Got the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show coming up on Monday. And some more best ofs coming up next week as well as we will be with you through the holiday season. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. Also, watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Got a lot of great stuff on our YouTube page, Pirate Radio TV. Make sure you are subscribed so you can catch up with all the latest we got going on right there for you. All right, coming up on today's show, we'll get one last look in at Boston College and uh, what they have coming up for this bowl game. We'll talk opt-outs, opt-ins, health, and more with Tyler Calvaruso. He is from Eagles Insider, the 24-7 site from BC. He joins us coming up in about 25 minutes or so. Hour two, Ronnie Woodward, formerly of the Daily Reflector, joins us for the first time since he left the beat. Because earlier uh, this calendar year, back in August, we did ECU football over-unders for the season. And we will recap those with Ronnie Woodward coming up on today's show at around 4 o'clock. Also in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll hear from The Voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us in the Pirate Radio studios as um, we will talk military bowl. Also talk Pirate basketball after the one-point victory yesterday against southern miss in the five o'clock hour troy d will be here we'll talk to bryce williams former ecu tight end he'll join us on the program and we have one final treasure chest giveaway coming up we know what the prize is i don't have the list in front of me shirley but i do believe it is the 200 dollars gift card to factory mattress you are correct sir in fact i could just look right here our final prize in the chest we should have one sheet of paper here and we did it so good for us we got that done this year so we know the prize we don't know the winner we will find that out wait a minute that says one million dollars well chandler honeycutt's here uh, speaking before he is introduced uh so we'll find out our winner coming up in hour three when we tell you to call in chandler uh had some good jokes earlier before the show but then we got on the air and had that one so how you doing chandler what's up man (laughs) what's going on did i bring you down yeah a little bit a little bit a little bit how's your mom and them my mom and them's all right they're hanging out over yonder so ready for a big christmas got the uh text from my mom today we're uh gathering on christmas eve i was going to ask you your plans the family plans those are my plans and she said since i'm pretty much part of the family she said regular menu meatballs ham and cheese rolls hot dogs etc the weenies the cocktail yeah 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 yeah. just great christmas treats she did not put sausage balls on the list i'm wondering if she wants me to bring some like maybe that's my contribution to the potluck i i don't think it's a good sign that she didn't mention them she didn't mention that she was making any i think that's a sign that i should make them 
or is she just trying to say no sausage balls at all this yeah. christmas no 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 sausage balls that would be heartbreaking uh to find that out all right um shirley rhodes is here cj schaefer here as well chandler honeycutt to my left here on the program and you can be a part of the show what's on your christmas list hey what's on your christmas list for ecu athletics this season and moving into 2022 chime in with that response on facebook live twitter we're also live so you can give us a call 317-1250 if you want to jump in on the program all right um shirley has uh, some treats for us i believe coming up later on this segment so that's good that is correct uh, it's like a needle in a haystack in here. I don't know. Uh, uh, now you're down here with me. Hey, <laughs> She's going to give it to you, but I don't know if you deserve that one. Yeah. That's uh, not good. We got some haystacks, though, coming up. That should be good. I am not a... Uh, uh, I'm, a I'm a savory guy, not a sweet guy. Now, I am a sweet guy. You're, you're a sweet guy. Very sweet guy. But Thanksgiving, for example... I load up the plate with turkey, dressing, mashed taters, maybe some corn, some peas. Oh, uh, sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole. This, Dump some gravy stuffing? on that. So all of that stuff. What'd you say? Stuffing? I said dressing. Oh. Is that stuffing? Where? Oh, my God. <laughs> you claim to <laughs> you be from Eastern oh North Carolina. Oh, my God. I've always known it as stuffing. You know, no, uh, there's, there's, that's a totally stuffing different. and dressing are two completely different things. Oh well, how am I? Sp- because Look, you claim to be from Eastern North Carolina. To me, stuffing is stovetop. The more you talk, the more I think that you don't. You didn't even go to have lots. Dressing is Whoa. like now. <laughs> the, correct me if I'm wrong, Cliff. Is I'm dressing not like a gravy-like substance that sometimes has no egg a, in it? It's a bread-like substance. I've never made it. I just okay. So get on Shirley. She got it wrong too. Oh no no no! Because I just know it as two different things. Anyway, here's my point. I eat that plate, and then instead of going for the cakes, the pies, the sweets, I go back for plate number two of all that stuff. I don't usually go into the sweets, but Shirley does have. What are haystacks, Shirley? Haystacks are very very easy to make, and only. it has three core ingredients and a fourth optional ingredient butterscotch i like butterscotch peanut butter I can, i'm okay with peanut butter uh chow mein noodles i like chinese food <laughs> and peanuts are the optional oh i like peanuts uh, yeah but i don't i normally don't put peanuts in them blasphemy but there was, there was a, peanuts in those right not in these no <gasps> oh Yes. No, because the chow mein provides enough of the crunch that you don't really need the peanuts, in uh, my opinion. For a little texture? Yes, for a little texture. All and right. you don't need the peanuts for flavor because you already have peanut butter in it. Where do y'all stand on peanut brittle? I love it. Love it. All right. Hurts my teeth, I, but it, I it, love it. Yeah, it hurts my teeth, but I do love some peanut brittle. Josh Thomas says, all I want for Christmas is a trip to Nebraska in June. Omaha! <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. Lincoln? Uh, I think he wants to go to Omaha. Omaha. Oh, okay. Omaha. I like that. That's a great Christmas wish. I, I will join you on that one. All right. So uh, we'll do a little eating here at the end of this segment. But first of all, man, the the COVID stuff. Uh, I hate COVID. 
yeah it's it's creeping not only back into our lives which is most important but really for me yeah. our sports lives that's what matters that's what matters yeah. the most and we have a bowl game casualty um texas a&m is out of the gator bowl they uh due to COVID 19 issues and injuries it says jimbo fisher says it's unfortunate but we just don't have enough scholarship players available to field a team what about the walk-ons jimbo i don't know about that jimbo how about you shoot up hey jimbo you're making enough money how about you build a a robot to play on the field (laughs) jimbo uh so now what is the next move uh i guess they are going to try to add a team wake forest still wants to play they would need uh, another team to be freed up from a bowl game uh and and another team have to drop out of a bowl game to play the gator bowl is working aggressively with the ncaa to find a replacement team over the next few days i think i saw pete Thamel, pete thamel whatever his last name is i think i saw that they might could get an opponent who has already played a bowl game yeah and if that's the case, I want more Zappy. Me too. I want more Zappy. What's a hypothetical Wake Forest Western Kentucky game? What's the over under on? <laughs> uh, is eight, 81? That's I I feel I feel like that's very reasonable. 42 41, I mean 82 and a half. Like yeah, it would be it would be up there. That would be a fun one. Uh and you're right. I'm reading that now. Pete Thamel. Uh, in the quest to find a Gator Bowl opponent, one of the options being discussed is finding a team that's already played in a bowl game. Thanks to John Moody for passing that tweet along. Um, so, yeah, there is that. Also, um, I guess I saw this too. College, A new college football playoff policy written this week uh, says that a team can advance to the national championship and win this year's college football playoff by its opponents having to forfeit. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Hey, maybe Cincinnati can get it done. That's hard to believe. And bring that money in if uh, if teams are unable to play. <sighs> Man, if Alabama, this is a... And by the way, Alabama is in the news. Alabama! Nick Saban, remember he got COVID last year and then a day later didn't have COVID? yeah i do that was around the time that holt nailers got COVID and wasn't able to play against navy yeah that's funny how that happened right uh nick saban will not miss this game but uh he does have some assistants who have tested positive for COVID, including a couple of nfl retreads bill o'brien and doug marone o'brien the oc o-line coach doug marone have tested positive for COVID. In the NFL, Nick Sirianni has tested positive for COVID. I don't think that game that should count last night between the Eagles and Washington. You got COVID boy over there coaching it up. <laughs> Loving up on Ron Rivera after the game. He shouldn't even have been allowed to be in that game. I think we should go back. We should do this like ineligible players in high school and college. Hey, Coach, you're a really good coach, man. Hey, by the way, I've got COVID, all right? All they, right. they got to forfeit that game last night, give the win to Washington, and let's go to the playoffs i don't think that's going to happen though also um so apparently the three games that were moved you had monday's game between the raiders and the browns and last night's two games uh were very close to just being canceled altogether nflpa president jc treader now he is a player 
for the Browns. So you had Raiders players upset saying, hey, this uh, this Browns dude, of course, he's the president. He moved this game so they could play, and they were upset about it. And Treader came back and said, quote, I think the thing that people didn't understand was I was fighting for the same thing for the Browns players as I was for the Raiders players, which is was to get paid. He said, I don't think everybody was fully aware of just how close those games were to being canceled. And I don't think everybody was fully aware that if canceled, they weren't going to get paid. Both teams weren't going to get paid. So that I think that's a reasonable comeback to the claims that, hey, you're only looking out for you and your team. Well, I'm looking out for everybody to get paid. So anyway, COVID is everywhere. It, it, it's taken me back about a year, year and a half where we, your phone's constantly, constantly blowing up. You're thinking somebody's messaging you. You think you maybe got a notification on Twitter. You're getting notifications from ESPN, Bleacher Report, all these different new, uh, sports news sites. Uh, basically, it's a domino effect of you know news coming out from, and really right now it's everywhere. It's NHL, NBA, NFL. Uh, most recently, Nick Storiani. I know you mentioned that earlier. Uh, so, who just coached last night? So I mean, it's uh, it is a mess, and uh, really don't know why this is happening again i do have an update <laughs> on uh Sorry, harry carry at the end there i do have an update on the gator bowl brett mcmurphy just tweeted out that uh wake forest's athletic director john curry told him that four teams have reached out to him about uh playing uh in the gator bowl and replacing texas a&m we just don't know which teams those are but there's at least four that have reached out so are those are those teams that have already been in bowl games? Are they teams that oh, well, uh, it now does, we should it does treat not this specify. like ECU should be like? You know what? I don't really want to play Boston College. I want to play Wake Forest. Now teams are going to try to opt out of bowl games to get to the Gator Bowl. <laughs> not only do we have players opting out of bowl games, entire teams. Now the entire teams like I, you know, I I want to opt out to focus on the Gator Bowl. What is the date on that game? Thirty first, I, I think. I don't oh, know. Mike but Maniscalco picked it yesterday on the show. It's the thirty first. Yeah, and Brett McMurphy says that Wake Forest is uh, would like to have an answer as far as who is they're playing by early Friday. As far as whoever commits to playing in the Gator Bowl has to do it by early Friday. Game. That would give them a week to prepare yeah. for the game. I think that's reasonable on the thirty first. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a fair. That's a fair deadline. I mean, I will say this. I'm trying to find any positives I can out of this. It's good that, that at least they're still trying to play games and find opponents. We're seeing that in uh, in college basketball as well. But that's one reason we're watching Delaware State and Temple right now play basketball because you got to remember how precious uh, these live sports are and, and watch them while you can. Yep. It's uh, beautiful. It can be. This take, three ball is beautiful. It can be taken away from you at any moment, as we saw it, last year. Selfishly, this makes me worried about our bowl game and the potential yeah. terrible news that we can get in the next few days. I just don't even want to start to think about nah, it. No, we're but, good. We're playing that game. But, okay. Um, but it's a good thing that we are so close. Hey, if we don't, we get the Monday off. How about that? Yeah. Okay, so Brett McMurphy says... Shirley, are you, like, texting with Brett McMurphy? No, <laughs> I'm just... Do y'all have a relationship? No, I'm just following the information. Okay. That's all I'm doing. We hear her but phone he just, dinging. He just uh, tweeted out that um, a source told Action Network, which I guess is where he works. 
Action. A- Action Network headquarters. A source is saying that if they were asked, Illinois would accept an invitation to go to the Gator Bowl if uh, somebody picks up the phone and gives you know them what? a call. They That's- actually called Illinois, and uh, Tony Peterson answered. You know what? Said, Tony, <laughs> would you like to go to the Gator Bowl? And he said, you know, you know what? what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Me and, he said, me and Chase Aiden will be there. That sounds like news until you think about it. You're like, oh, 5-7 and seven team. Yeah, we'll play again. Just give us the call. We'll play again. Jeff Comfer uh, said that five <laughs> 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 he went over the 5-7 and seven teams and said they will not be accepting a bowling ball. <laughs> that is a throwback joke to 2015. Yeah, and I'm just like, why? We sucked. When Jeff Comfer did the... Uh, I know the hottest girl in school won't go to the prom with me, but I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and decline her fake invitation to the prom and say I'm not going with you. Remember last Don't year? Don't even ask. Remember last year when Duke basketball started their first like ten games, like five and five or something? They opted out the rest of the non-conference yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is for safety only, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to hurt my overall record like that year that I left and gave all the losses to. What was that poor guy's name? Fred. Was it Fred? What was the assistant coach's name? Coach K gave the loss. When was it. this? This was early mid nineties. Oh, it wasn't Fred. No. I'm thinking of Fred Goldsmith. Who was the? Uh, somebody help me out. Who was the coach that filled in for K that took his L's in the uh, in the mid nineties? All right, let's hear in from the mid nineties. That would have been. Um. Uh, I want to say it's dawson dawson no, no it wasn't dawson's creek no 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 no. you're the talking guy, about johnny dawkins it was not a dawkins. former player it was uh an old dude oh it was an old dude yeah, okay it's not a former player uh here's an expert on cooking jason shepherd Shep, yeah. what's up Shep? Shep and knows. he is correct Shep says dressing is baked in the oven stuffing is in the pot or the turkey shirley is talking about giblet gravy giblet gravy that's what I always refer to as dressing, but it's not correct. It is giblet gravy, but I called it dressing. Next Thanksgiving, and stuffing is correct. I I I call stovetop stuffing. That's, that's what, what I've that's what always called call it. it. I know, but Troy. I had, I had called the gravy dressing. What do you I got, Taylor? I'm told. <laughs> Pete, Pete Gaudet. Pete Gaudet. Thank you. Pete Gaudet. That is it. Thank you, Pete Gaudet. Uh, what are we even talking about? Coach Gay Coach Gay gave his losses to who in the nineties? That's what I searched. <laughs> Why are you calling him Coach Gay? Coach K. <laughs> Did I say you that? said it twice. You gotta your game. Coach K. What are you doing? Coach <laughs> K gave his losses to who in the nineties? Pete Gaudet. Can you spell that, please? K. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Gazewski. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. Twice. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so yeah, sorry. You didn't mean to do it once, but you did it that second time. We're wow. on to you. And you did it in your sassy southern voice. Coach Gay. <laughs> Jeez Louise. We all have senioritis here on this last live show. Oh uh, we got to oh. get a break in here in a second. No, we don't. And... Uh, and get to Tyler Calvaruso. Um, let's see. The power of BC. Anything else? We'll get to the playoff picture later. Buck scoreboard. There's been some basketball games today. None good. But uh, Valpo was a big winner today. Valpo 
one earlier today. Right now, Temple up by one over Delaware State, 24-23. Poor William and Mary. Ah, the home of Daryl Green. What'd they do? They lost to who? Valpo? Valpo, but they're only one, they, they've only won one game. Like, well, Delaware's won two, but they are 1-11 this year. Going into that game, they were 15-point dogs, and I think they ended up losing by 22. How do you know so much about that game? I I don't know. I'm a big Valpo guy. <laughs> okay. What's their mascot? Um, oh, I just saw it earlier. Not that I was watching the game. Um, I don't know. What is it? Crusaders. Crusaders. Yeah, he was thinking that in his head. That's it. That's what I just said. That, that's it. Yeah, that's what I told you it was. Crusaders. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Chandler. <laughs> Surely, uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Tyler Calvaruso. We'll talk BC. <laughs> Offense, defense, coaching, opt-ins, opt-outs, and uh, everything we need to know about the Eagles heading into Monday's game. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is the AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, should be a fun night tonight. AJ's went out at 8 o'clock. Sports trivia will begin. Great food, great pirate beverages, and a lot of uh, games on TV. We got, uh, what do we got tonight in bowl action? Anybody know off the top of their heads? I will check it out. The Armed Forces Bowl featuring missouri and ah army army yeah that's right all right so uh that's coming up tonight at eight o'clock on espn so we'll be watching that one and keeping an eye on other sporting events uh right now we will talk military bowl with tyler calvaruso he joins us on the pirate radio live line once again we talked to him a couple weeks ago we'll get a final look at bc today tyler welcome back to pirate radio how you doing man i'm doing well i'm glad to be back on with you man Looking forward to Monday. It'll be East Carolina Boston College in the Military Bowl. And right now, Tyler, as far as we know, uh, the Pirates are going to go up there fully stocked. I mean, I've not heard of any opt-outs, any injuries, things like that. We talked to Holt Naylor, the quarterback, Monday on the show. He said everybody is really focused in on this game. The Pirates haven't been to a bowl game in so long. They are taking this uh this one super serious it's uh, it's gonna be a fun trip but they're all looking at the football game as uh one they need to win to cap off a good year in 2021 so sounds like from the ecu perspective they're as knock on wood right now they're healthy they're ready to go how about boston college tyler and since last we've talked any 
opt-ins, opt-outs, uh, injuries, anything we need to know about as far as BC? Yeah, BC's in a similar spot right now in terms of just overall health. You know, obviously, like, you have to knock on wood because of the whole COVID situation, how fluid that is. You can't really predict what's going to happen on that front. But in terms of what BC can control, most of their guys are going to be playing. Uh, Zay Flowers, he announced last night he's going to be returning to BC for another year. They're all ACC wide receiver. He'll be suiting up. Phil Dracovic, quarterback, he'll be, shoot, he'll be suiting up. Josh DeBerry announced his return to BC for another year today. He'll be suiting up. So they're in pretty good shape in terms of key contributors playing. A couple guys who might be out, defensive end Shida Salah has already been ruled out with an upper body injury. He recently underwent surgery, and he's in the middle of the rehab process. He won't be playing. He's a starter on the defensive line. And in terms of possible opt-outs, there might be some guys on the offensive line. That's not confirmed yet. Zion Johnson, Ben Petrula, Alec Lindstrom, those guys are going to be off to the NFL. So it's a possibility they don't suit up. And cornerback Brandon Sebastian as well, he's in the same boat. So, again, nothing confirmed on that front yet, but it's definitely something to monitor heading into Monday. Yeah, and then those, as you know, covering it, uh, Tyler, at, at Eagles Insider, that has been – uh, there's been a lot of talk on that. I know on the ECU boards and then chatter. So uh, that that those are, I guess, rumors right now. Tyler, nothing confirmed on the uh, the opt outs on the O line. Yeah, the, that right now we just leave them as rumors. BC hasn't really confirmed anything on that front. I'm not really anticipating anything today yeah. regarding any news on that. But it could come tomorrow. It could come over the weekend. It, we just don't really know right now. So yeah, rumors would be the best way to classify them based on what I've been hearing. Uh, Tyler, last time we talked, and, and Pirate fans know this at this point, that when Phil Dracovic plays, this uh, Boston College team much better than when he doesn't, and that shows in the record in uh, in 2021. Let's talk about uh, the guys around him on offense, Tyler, and, and who are the, the main weapons in the backfield and out wide that he's going to be going to on Monday? So I touched on him before, but uh, Zay Flowers, he's obviously yeah. a split out wide, you know. One of the most dynamic playmakers in the ACC, possibly all of college football at this point. His production tailed off a little bit this year when Dracovic was out, and um, same could be said for the rest of Boston College's offense, but Flowers probably was dealt with the most drop-off in production without Dracovic. But he still managed to make it all ACC teams. So that speaks to his talent. BC's going to try to get him the ball pretty much any way it can. In space, over the top, screens, jet sweeps, you name it. He's one of those guys, you get the ball in his hands, you get him the ball in space, you let him make plays, and you hope for the best. In the backfield, somewhat of a revelation this season for BC is Pat Galwell the third, their starting running back. He entered fall camp fourth on the depth chart, and by week three, he was their undisputed starter. He rushed for 160 yards at UMass in week two, and from that point on, it was pretty much his show. 21st player in program history to eclipse the 1,000-yard mark this season. He went over 1,000 in Boston College's regular season finale against Wake Forest. And he's more of the – we touched on this the last time we spoke, actually, about the more traditional Boston College style of play, what they're known for, yeah. the power run and things of that nature. He fits that mold more than a lot of other of Boston College's running backs on the roster right now. So you have that finesse element with Flowers out wide, and you still have that power element with Garwell in the backfield. And just a couple other guys, true freshman wide receiver Jaden Williams and slot receiver Jalen Gill. Those are two guys who are also going to be heavily involved in the passing attack. Tyler Calvaruso joining us, Eagles Insider 24-7 Sports, as we take a look at this Boston College team. And, and defensively, look, in, in 2021, you hold a team under 
really like 27 24 points uh you're, you're doing pretty well on the defensive side of the ball bc was able to do that several times this year against colgate in the opener held temple to three points had a dog fight with clemson holding them to just 19 uh 21 to syracuse in a loss virginia tech only put up three against boston college so uh you've had some games there uh this year tyler where your defense has won the day when, when things are going right for this defense uh what's the reason for that uh you know who are the, the guys to watch out for and and what makes them dangerous defensively when the defense is on its best it really just comes down to a matter of the secondary clicking josh deberry in the nickel he's developed into boston college's best defensive player second team all season all acc out of the slot. He's been great just doing it all for BC in the secondary. He plays down around the line of scrimmage and run support. He does it over to the top in coverage. And with guys like DeBerry delivering, you know, I, I mentioned Brandon Sebastian, whether or not he plays is up in the air. He's another key contributor at corner. Elijah Jones, another guy who's been big in the secondary for BC this season. And Jaden Woodby, honorable mention, all his ACC safety. He's been big since coming over from Florida State. So when this BC defense is putting up the performances that you mentioned, you know, the secondaries, they're getting in the passing lanes, they're batting passes down, picking some passes off. They're, they're just making things happen. And their linebackers have been pretty good in that regard as well. You know, Cam Arnold finished the season as the team's leading tackler. Veteran Isaiah Graham Mobley dealt with some injuries throughout the course of the year. He's back. And true freshman Bryce Steele came on strong in the final month of the regular season. BC has high hopes for him. He's been flashing what he could do in their last four games. So definitely the linebackers in the secondary, more so the secondary is the straw that stirs the drink for BC's defense. Tyler, how about special teams from an ECU standpoint? Uh, lost Jake Verity, who is currently on the Ravens practice squad, so we were worried about the kicking position, but Owen Daffer has come in, was huge in the Memphis game, and then won the game for the Pirates against the Navy with a long last-second field goal. So we're feeling pretty good at, at kicker, at punter. The the return game, we're still waiting to bust a big one there, and coverage teams have been been pretty good for east carolina this year how about from the bc perspective on special teams looks like from the numbers you have a very reliable kicker uh, how about the the spots there on special teams for bc yeah you know kicker is usually a touchy subject for boston college fans there have been so many years where the kicking game is just not up to snuff and it's been a severe detriment that's not the case this year true freshman connor Litton has stepped in and really solidified the position it wasn't his to start the season it was, that was Aaron, Bar- Aaron Bumeri, and he suffered a right hip injury that put him out for the year. Litton took over, and he only missed one kick during the regular season. He converted on all of his extra point attempts, and his lone miss was a 35-yarder against NC State. Other than that, he was perfect. The staff loves him. They trust him. He has a big leg. He can hit from 40, 45, maybe even 50. And just, you know, he's definitely an important part of this BC team. And although... Um, Otherwise, on special teams, you have punter Grant Carlson. He's had himself a very good year. He's kind of tailed off a little bit in the second half of the season. But good leg. He's really helped BC flip the field position. And in the return game, you have running back Travis Levy. He's their main guy on kick returns. He played a big role in BC being one of the best return teams in the ACC in terms of average yards per return this season. So special teams definitely a strength this season. Credit to special teams coordinator Matt Dern in that regard. He's really turned the unit around. Good info from Tyler Calvaruso joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Tyler, this is a first meeting, so 
we'll see bc coming up monday and who knows maybe never see them again i don't see them being on a regular season schedule uh, i did see this though uh whoever does play bc in the next few years uh, could be taking on some really good teams did i see the boston college had their highest rated recruiting class ever uh last week yeah, that was a great class put together by Jeff Halfley and his staff. Currently ranks 36th nationally on 24-7. Just littered with talent from across the nation. You know, they got guys from St. John Bosco out in California. And it's just an excellent job by the staff to really broaden the program's recruiting footprint. You know, during the Steve Adazio era and just previous regimes in general, there's been an emphasis on recruiting more regionally instead of branching out and finding talent not only finding talent, but finding fit for what BC wants to be as a program, you know, on and off the field, just overall culture. And the good staff has done a really, the new staff has done a really good job of identifying guys who fit the scheme, fit what they're building in the locker room, and just fit overall at the school. They pulled the guys in Georgia, they pulled the guys in Florida, they pulled the guys in the Carolinas. It is just a compilation of the staff's efforts, just really diligent in finding under the radar guys and, you know, getting them to sign. Yeah, uh, that that was very impressive to see, especially you mentioned the national ranking, how high they were. What were they, uh, fifth in the ACC, I believe, fourth or fifth? Yep. Yeah. So uh, great stuff from uh, from BC there. Tyler, uh, what are you hearing as far as fan attendance on the BC side for the Military Bowl? I think it's going to be a, a solid BC contingent making their way out there. You know, I, I said it the last time, obviously not as much as the ECU fans. I know, I know they're going to be out there in full force, you know, BC – obviously has a little bit of a trip to make down. But, yeah, there are a lot of fans that I see that are excited to make the trip down to Annapolis, especially on my site on the message board. There are a lot who are hyped up about the trip. So I'm looking forward to covering it. The fan base is looking forward to watching it. It's just going to be a fun one, man. No doubt. Tyler, if people want to read more about BC, uh, how can they follow your work and everything you got going on right now? So you can log on to eagleinsider.com. That's where most of my work can be found. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Calvaruso. I'm always down to interact with fans. So if any of you guys want to reach out to me and lead it up to the game, I'd love to talk some ball. Tyler, I enjoyed having you on the show a couple times here during this bowl season. And if ECU and BC ever cross paths again, we'll certainly dial you up and get you back on. But uh, I tell you what, let's ask Tyler the uh, – well, we got a couple things to do, Tyler. Shirley, hit the music. Sorry, Tyler. I almost got rid of you before putting you through this. We got to play 40 bowls in 14 days with Tyler. We got to give him a bowl game. So hold on one second for us, Tyler. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. Rock 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. All right, we almost let Tyler slip away without picking a bowl game. What we do, Tyler, we pick every single bowl game with guests here on the show. And today's our last live show. And I've still got three, six, nine bowl games to pick. So we got to run through these. Tyler, your bowl game is the Outback Bowl 
coming up at Raymond James Stadium January 1st, noon on ESPN2. You got the Nittany Lions of Penn State taking on Arkansas. 7-5 and five Penn State, 8-4 and four Arkansas. Tyler, who is your pick in this bowl game? That's a really interesting matchup because you had two programs that really started the year strong. You know, Arkansas worked its way up there in the poll and kind of fell off by the season's end and similar outcome for Penn State. Yeah. I'm going to roll with Arkansas on this one. I've never really been a huge proponent of James Franklin and his in-game coaching ability. That's just me. And you know, their offense kind of tailed off at the end of the season. You know, Sean Clifford banged up. I'm rolling with Arkansas on this one. All right. I like the thought you uh, you put into that one, too. Tyler, what's your uh, all-time favorite Christmas movie while we got you? All-time favorite Christmas movie. Wow. You know, I'm going to go with a controversial one because a lot of people don't even consider it a Christmas movie. I'm going to go with Die Hard. All right. There you go. CJ will like that one. Die Hard is the pick <laughs> from Tyler. Tyler, great stuff, buddy. Thanks for uh, joining us. And like I said, if uh, if we ever see BC on the, the diamond, the court, the field, we'll, uh, we'll talk more, man. We appreciate it. For sure, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. There is Tyler Calvaruso joining us. Arkansas, the pick in the – Outback Bowl coming up on January 1st. We still got a lot of bowl games to pick here today, and we'll roll this over into the Bud Light pregame tailgate as well. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. More to go in hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, with help if I turn my mic on. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's do our um, Haystacks tasting real quick. Oh, by the way, uh, I was just going through Twitter, and you know how uh, they said that uh, uh, the... the uh, <laughs> Stop doing that. Uh, the possibility of calling Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Well, Illinois' coach, Bruce, uh, Bruce Bilema. Am I pro- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Hold on. Is his name? It's it, Brett Bilema. It's not Bruce. Brett. Sorry, Brett Bilema. <laughs> I, see, this is what happens when I'm not looking right Bruce at it. Bruce Bilemic. Okay. Anyway, he tweeted out, I'm sitting by the phone. Okay. So I'm he is willing to, call. yeah. So I Illinois UConn sitting by the phone too. That doesn't mean they're getting the call. Let's get UConn in a bowl game. Why not? You know what this feels like? It feels like if you've ever been in a fraternity or sorority, this feels I like Rush. Like the you band know, or the week? no, no, no. Getty Lee. The week. You know how when you get your you, to find out whether or not you've, um, you know, you're you're trying to pledge for a sorority or fraternity, and you're Save. sitting in your dorm room and you're waiting to find out whether or not you got in. This is kind of like what it feels like. We'll have to save this talk for uh, Troy in the three or third hour because I am not a fraternity guy. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you got? 
These are my haystacks. A little, little something I, that I like to call a haystack. Okay. What you like to call is a haystack. Now, now I pre- I've already I had pre- mine today, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to let you and CJ Yeah, you and CJ. Well, you're going to have to bring it back in here because CJ doesn't have oh, one. Oh, I've got one. Oh, you got one. Okay, oh, he's okay. way ahead of it. You're going to have to show it. Show it. Uh, okay. So people can see what it looks like. So it looks like a haystack. Yep. Talk about the uh, the cooking process. Of it this is squash, extremely right? easy to make. It is kind of crunchy. There you go. What you do is you take a bag of butterscotch morsels and you melt them down. And then you take half a jar of peanut butter. Mm. Put that in there. Mix it up really well. And then you take the chow mein noodles. You pour them into the bowl and you mix it up really good so that it's, you know, it kind of gets all stuck together and then you scoop them out and you put them on wax papers in little clumps like that and then you stick them in the uh, refrigerator i like to keep them in there they say a couple of hours i keep them in there overnight i like that it's a little cool yeah technically you i like them very cold so i tend to want to eat them when i just take them out of the fridge i love the crunch factor yes this is really good yeah so it, it like i said it is extremely easy to make it's only three core ingredients you can add peanuts if you want i don't i think a peanut would be good in this bite yeah but i i, I prefer not to have peanuts in there because i just think it makes it that much messier that's much more messier yeah. but uh it is but messy. yeah it's my favorite holiday candy and uh because it you go it's sweet and then it's crunchy so and also got a little bit of everything i would say filling yes it is very filling uh i'm gonna Are you already it- full I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you. Wow. I appreciate that. It is very tasty. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to mess up. That's why I was telling Chandler, I was like, haystacks are real easy to, me- to make. It's really hard to mess it up. The only thing that I have done in years past is sometimes I don't put enough noodle to butterscotch ratio. And so sometimes the coating gets a little thick and then it becomes really, really sweet. And so you kind of there's so there's a little bit of a balance there you've got to do, but um, like I said, it's my favorite. And there you go. I think like Clip said, I know I know it's been sitting like right beside you, the little tub. Yeah. But if it had just came out of the uh, oh yeah, if it comes out of the fridge yeah. straight it'd out be, of the fridge, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and it sausage balls are not supposed to look like haystacks, but I think I made a sausage stack. Yeah, Maybe that's you what did I it, 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 exactly. It looks very familiar <laughs> which is and not can, supposed to and the, and the cool is thing with the, is it about the presentation though i think it's all about how it tastes i agree but and if, if it's not a decent presentation nobody's gonna try to but see how it tastes if it's called a sausage ball it should be in a ball okay well i just said it's called a sausage but stack. the taste was great here's oh. another thing that makes haystacks really fun to make is that you can make them as large or as small as you want. That is fun. I wish yes. I could do that. So you know you'll have you'll have your different uh, sizes. Like uh, I made bigger sizes for for this batch, and I'll make another batch uh, tonight uh, for some other folks. But you know you can make them as big as you know because there's not a it's not a symmetrical se- shape. So you can just make it as big or as little as you want. We need uh, Bryce Williams to try one of these in hour three. And yes. Get okay. Well, I'll stick them back in the fridge. Yeah, that'll be uh, good. Do you know what? We get Troy to try one because he hasn't had one yet. Troy told me today. Um, 
he said no he wasn't being picky he's uh he's not a sausage ball eater so he didn't try one of my sausage balls well he's going to try one of uh, my haystacks he didn't have a choice i'm his work wife that's coming up in uh, (laughs) in hour three of today's show all right uh last night i didn't watch any of the rams game but they won they beat seattle by by menon by 10 i believe okay i do believe the football team lost i watched that game yeah i mean as to be I, i gotta tell you Garrett Gilbert played his little heart out. Uh, you know what? He, that was, you know, I mean, considering what the. Now, I don't know too much about his backstory other than what I heard for, that you mentioned yesterday. Well, they said a million times on the broadcast he was giving his daughter a bath when they called. Okay. Yes. We heard I, that story. Okay. A million times. I caught that. But I just thought that was very interesting that this guy is at home. He misses a ton of phone calls. He finally, you know, finds out, hey, I'm I'm being signed off of a practice squad. Patriots practice squad. Yeah, I, I mean, and to go back and and get into a game and at that time a meaningful game, in terms of you know trying to keep hopes alive. And then the, the like he did twenty to thirty one, hundred ninety four yards. I, he made some great throws. He yeah. threw a perfect ball to Adam Humphreys in the end zone that hit him in the chest and he dropped. So. I thought uh, for what he was given, he did a good job. And you told me before we left the studio, you're like, "Hey, I had mentioned something about Antonio Gibson rushing yards." So I, said, I wonder what you know the props is on that. You said you might want to take the receptions. Yeah, and I don't definitely know. take the receptions. And six man, catches and six catches from the running back for uh, for the Washington football team last night. And uh, so I, in the the start of that game, I, I believe the right out of the gate, he threw a little dump dump pass to Antonio Gibson and that was like the uh the popular play for the Washington football team there so I was like thinking of you like man really should have done that um Terry McLaurin uh some big receiving yards off of just a couple of receptions I think had two catches for 51 yards yeah 51 yards two receptions that's uh I mean, that's a lot of yardage. <laughs> no, it's not. Off of two receptions? The season's over. Um, I, again, good job, Garrett Gilbert, but I'm not. That's a, I'm about done complimenting the team last night. Oh, no. The season's over. Oh, no. You said that four weeks ago. Okay, well, now there's three weeks left. Don't you dare. Dare what? Give up. It's over. They, they got too many teams to catch now. And that's fine. I appreciate them fighting hard and bless his little heart and having their four wins in a row. But their Washington season is over now. You look at the uh, the playoffs uh, and a lot of that. I mean, the Saints helped in their season because they knocked off the Bucks the other night. But now the Eagles and Vikings and uh, Saints are seven and seven. Washington there with the Falcons at six and eight. So. The Saints, Eagles, Vikings going to be one of those teams to get the last uh, playoff spot in the NFC. <laughs> Are the Panthers in the hunt? Mathematically, they're alive. It's not over until it's over. It's not over until I see that graphic. You're sick. Eliminated. You're sick. How uh, CJ? I, I am sick. Is the Steelers season over? <clears throat> Pretty much. I mean. Technically, no. I've, I feel like I'm a little bit more optimistic than you with Washington right now. But you seem not optimistic at all. So, 
No, the Washington's done. Right. So if now, you're at a zero percent, the Steelers' season is unfortunately over as well. Pretty much because their next yeah. game is at Kansas City. Right. So unless we get a if they miracle. had Bengals at home next game, because the Steelers are like one win away from being on top of the division, because that division is crazy. But yeah, their season's pretty much toast as well. Uh, Chandler, Patriots or Chiefs, AFC? Well, I had to do this every week just to get a pulse. I think the Chiefs are alive and well because, like we said earlier this year, we didn't really know about the Chiefs. We didn't know if they were sleepwalking through the, the regular season. We didn't know if they were just absolutely struggling, period. But uh, it actually looked like they were really struggling as a football team trying to get wins and scratch for wins. But now it seems like the Beast has uh, – you know, has uh, what's the word like awoken? Uh, see, I don't think that's the word. <laughs> awoken is that it? Awaken, woke. Are they awakened? They're woke. Did they, they have go, awakened the beast. Did they go woke and go broke? They 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 went woke and went broke. Awakened the beast. They they awakened the beast. You're the one talking. Just say your words. They awakened. God. They woke up. From CJ. The, a little bit quicker response. The Chiefs have won seven in a row. Thank it's, you. That's a great point. Chiefs. Gotta be Chiefs. The Beast has been poked. He's still going. <laughs> the Beast has been poked. And the Beast says, get off going. the tracks because the train's coming. How many cliches wrong or the right? The Chief isn't a train. It, it's not coming. Where, I'm what? a beast on a train track. And you What's better the name get of the off coach that again, train dude? track. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, uh, get off the bed because I'm going to sleep. Bruce Bellini, going to sleep. Bruce Almighty, wouldn't that be a bad thing? CJ, who has the best chance to knock off the Packers in the NFC? Brady, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals. I'm gonna say definitely not the Cowboys. I think Ooh. it's I think it's the Bucks. Okay, because I think the Bucks. I think their defense of the teams you named. I think their defense is the best. The Bucks didn't put up a point the other night. I tell you what, the Rams have been they're they had dirt kicked on them for a while too, and yeah. they're ten and four. Well, and they were my preseason team, so I'm going to give them when, when Robert Woods every went off, benefit of the doubt I can. When Robert Woods went out, I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. But Van Jefferson stepped up. Uh, OBJ has stepped up now that he's with them. So it's the next oh. man up for them Matt, they're they're gonna make it to maybe the nfc championship and stafford's gonna have a three-pick game that's yeah. what's gonna happen i know you didn't watch the seahawks game last night and the seahawks and rams but matt stafford made some throws last night that really just made you just go question life big head, big head scratchers i mean just throwing darts and guess who was on the receiving end of those passes most of the time cooper cup he is just unbelievable are you saying he made good throws or bad throws? He made good throws, oh, okay. smart throws. Oh, okay. You know, right. so I, you know, I've always, ever since you have, um, I awoken the beast. You awoken the beast that oh, no. is Matthew Stafford, and get off the track because the beast is coming, <laughs> and the beast is here, and his name is Matthew Stafford. Ever since the offseason, you were promoting him to go to Washington. Have you read like, Chandler's mm, screenplay? <laughs> Have you read his screenplay, Beast Train? <laughs> Beast on a Train? It's a new uh, TV show. He's first making. chapter. What about the sequel, Train Off the Tracks? No, first chapter of that book is Get Off the Tracks. Get second tra- second chapter is The Beast is Coming. <laughs> Third, that is the book. <laughs> Third chapter, You Poke the Beast. You Poke the Beast. Chapter four. Awaken. <laughs> 
So is the beast Patrick Mahomes or <laughs> or Matt Stafford or is Marshawn Lynch making a comeback? There's a lot of beasts out there. The return of beast mode. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. All right, great segment, Chandler. You're, that's why you're our NFL guy. Hey, it's what I do. <laughs> hey, hey, you hey. awoke in the beast. Stop. And I'm on the track. I'm about it's to go home. You to get out of the way. Surely, take us to break. We'll come back when we return. You have awakened the producer. ECU football over unders. We did them before game one of the season with Ronnie Woodward, formerly of the Daily Reflector. We'll see how he did and see what he's been up to when we return on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2 after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barat. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, our last live show of 2021. We will be with you via best ofs coming up thursday friday we'll be with you a lot of the day on monday on our pregame coverage the bud light pregame tailgate 10 30 a.m monday and then we'll be with you after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show but uh, a couple more hours to go live here in the pirate radio studios and uh right now we will welcome on a uh former regular who uh really uh, helped us out a lot around here it was fun to talk to over the years football basketball baseball and more he is ronnie woodward formerly of the daily reflector now uh, is out of the media biz and uh, just has a regular old job and he joins us now on the pirate radio live line how you doing ronnie what's up clip how's uh how's, da- how's dad life going dad life is good uh, the little one's sleeping through the night now consistently. I think we're on a run of like nine or ten straight days. So Awesome. Things are good. Yeah, we didn't change her pajamas. I was proud of my wife for like three or four straight days. And she was like, you can't mess with the winning streak. And I was like, you're right. You're right. You gotta eventually s- gave in. Got to stick with the mojo. So this will be Annie's first Christmas? It will. Yep. Yep. First one. And you know, and, and you'll you're gonna have really fun ones coming up in like two, three, four years. Yeah. But uh got no clue what's going on. Yeah. But uh yeah. Sure. So you're you're in for uh, a treat here coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. But things are good. It's it's cool to to be talking to you. So yeah. I'm Welcome back. I'm on campus, as you know, Matt you Um in the professional life now and, and really liking it. So uh things are good awesome good. good to hear all right so ronnie what we do uh, why well, make predictions if you're not gonna hold people accountable and hold their feet to the fire 
uh before the year we did ecu over unders uh just predictions on what the season would look like collectively as a team individually i have saved these uh numbers ronnie these answers i have not looked at them i'm looking at them for the first time now since uh august and we're gonna go through the list and uh and see how we did uh, how you did uh this year predicting over unders you ready to go first of all how do you think you did I thought about it earlier today for the first time when I saw the Twitter tag, and I was like, I don't think I did great. Um, <laughs> so there are 16 questions up here. Do you think you, you got 50%? Could you get eight right? I was say, I'm going to guess six to eight, maybe. Oh, boy. There was something about the running backs, like catches, and I was like, Keaton Mitchell's going to get a bunch of catches and like the tight ends. I feel like I was on, on the running backs and tight ends. Okay. Heel. All right. Uh, maybe not not much else. All right. Uh well let's start with uh this one, Ronnie, which you got right. Over under wins was four and a half. Ooh. I had ECU um five and seven going into the year. Of course they made it seven and five. Ronnie took the over and I, I think you I think you took that with some confidence. So yeah, I was thinking maybe six and six. They're going to find a way to six. All right, one for one. Uh, points per game for East Carolina. I'm sorry, did you say something? No. I said one and no. Let's just shut it up. Shut it up. <laughs> Stop the count. We're good. I'm done. That's it. Points per game last year, 30.2. This year, I set the over under at 34. Ronnie, you said under. And East Carolina with one game left to go. Uh, although we we did this for the regular season only, so we're, we'll we'll cut it off now. But you said under thirty four ECU averaging twenty nine point seven points per game. That is a win. All right, a two and zero start. Now I hope Blake Harrell isn't listening because opponents points per game. I set the over under at thirty two. Actually, took it down a field goal from the previous season, which would have been a big improvement. 35 points per game in 2020 opponents scored on ECU. They scored 32 this year. Or that I, I put the number at 32 this year. Ronnie, you said over because you are a non-believer in Blake Harrell. Pirates gave up 26.3 points per game this year. Almost a full touchdown below where I said it. Hmm. That's, that one's not good. Blake's my guy. I'll apologize to Blake. But look, uh, that goes to show the strides this defense took in 2021. That's true. That's Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have had huge faith in the preseason going into it. So, yeah, that's a big reason why their 7-5 and five was the defensive improvement. All right, this one kind of goes with that one, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Holton Aylers, um in 2019 in a full season had almost 3,400 yards. And I set the over under at 3,400 yards. And, Ronnie, you took over. I think you were thinking maybe more shootouts than we were in this year where we were actually in some kind of lower, you know, ball control, uh, lower scoring games, Mike Houston style. Also, uh, this goes to how well EC ran the ball this year. But you took over 3,400 yards, Holton Aylers finishing about a game short of that with 3,126 yards, 3,126 yards for Ehlers. So that would be another miss for you. Why do you think you missed that one? Was it because of my reasoning? I I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think that probably pairs with the one before it. I feel like when 
we talked about it before the season too. We thought that number was low. Like, right? Like, oh, that's kind of bad. Num- you know, a bad number. We got Dover's pretty easy. So, yeah, I don't know that one. But you're right. I think the flow of the offense kind of changed finally this year, um, and it wasn't the SMU style. You know, fifty-eight to fifty games. I mean, there wasn't many of those other than maybe like Marshall. Um, but yeah, that I think you're right. Well, all right. Uh, there's a reason, Ronnie, that some people say, and nobody said this, but they should, that I am the best odds maker in Eastern North Carolina. Holt Naylor's rushing yards gained. Now, that's something uh, to look at because there is a gained and there is a net, and the net factors in sacks and all that. So, Ayler's finished net yards, 202 rushing yards, but yards gained 451 yards this year. I put the over-under at 450 yards. Wow. And Ronnie said under, and you miss it by one yard. <laughs> one yard. <laughs> Think about Ehlers running over a uh, defensive back to get one extra yard. That's how you lost this one, Ronnie. Yeah, that one's tough. <laughs> That's a tough one. That one's tough. Hmm. Oh, well. So we're under 500 now? We're two and three? Yeah, it's a three-pick losing streak you got going on right now. Oh, uh, man. All right. Got to reverse the trend. All right. Here we go. Once again, best odds maker this side of the Mississippi. Holt Ehlers interceptions over under nine and a half. Ronnie, he finished with 10 interceptions, and you took the over. You get it by a half. All right. I'll fall <laughs> over that one. Do it the whole time. If I remember correctly, I think you you even might have said 10 on the nose. I did, definitely. <laughs> sure, why not? Extra point? 18 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio for Holt Naylor's in 2021. All right, here we go. Let's get to the rushing numbers, Ronnie. So Keaton Mitchell, pretty good here. Yeah. So I did a combined because last year Mitchell and Harris combined for 1,067 yards. I did a combined 1,400 at, at you know 700 700 split. That's kind of fair, right? Well, they go over that total because Keaton Mitchell himself had 1,132 yards. Rajay added. 583 yards so they're up over 16 you know 1700 there so they go way over and ronnie woodward said he would go over as well i like it well done great year running the football for the pirates i didn't think did i mean nobody would have thought keaton nobody had keaton mitchell getting a thousand yards before the season no i mean i you know, I remember when we did this during the preseason, I felt like some of the preseason scrimmages, too, um, he, I thought he was going to be like a, a third down, scat back, catch a lot of passes, like App State game, like the swing pass. Like that became like they ran it a few times every single game, like a little screen swing pass. He would be like this change of pace, um, big play guy. It just And he really was. That's how he racked up some yards with the first half of the season. There's so many long plays. Um, so it kind of was that. It was just that to the extreme, I feel like. And he kind of took over the featured role um, in a lot of games. On that note, Ronnie, Keaton Mitchell catches over under 14 and a half yards. We thought he'd be catching the ball. Or 14 and a half catches, sorry. We thought he'd be catching the ball out of the backfield. Had 11 catches last year. Ronnie, you took the over. Keaton Mitchell finishes with 22 catches this season. So there's another one for you. Now... 
Pirates have a big power back. When they get down in the uh, the red area, you give it to your big guy, Rajay Harris. I thought he'd have more rushing touchdowns. He had four rushing touchdowns last season. I set the over-under at six and a half. Ronnie smartly took the under, and he had four again this season. Well done. That's another one for you. All right. We're heating up here. Over 500 now. Yeah. Heating up. All right, let's see how I did with Sneed. Ooh, all right. I don't think I did well with Sneed. So, the last couple seasons, Sneed had 53 and 66 catches. I said that number would be bumped up, and it was, but I went a little too high with it. I said over under 73 and a half catches for Tyler Sneed. You took the over. Whoa, you took the under, Ronnie. Oh, okay. And he had 67 catches. He finished a few short. Of the 73-and-a-half, that is another win for you. Two, four, five in a row. Ronnie Woodward is now 7-3, and three, Ronnie. I like it. I mean, former beat writer, I'm all over it. <laughs> this one, right? this one I went way too high on. C.J. Johnson had six and four receiving touchdowns the last two years. I said the over-under at seven and a half. And you took that under and won it easily because he had one receiving touchdown this season. We were talking to, oh, it was Jeff Nadeau. I knew it was somebody that wasn't like attached to the program, but he was noting how he went over the list of great ECU receivers in the past. The, the strength of ECU's offense, I guess really since Dwayne, but like definitely since the Ruff McNeil era, like 2010, has been wide receivers and those guys making plays and and just putting up huge numbers. And he noted, and, and we see it watching the games, Ronnie, that this year it was about running the football. It was about, you know, Mitchell and Harrison and even Ehlers at times. But these receivers, Snead had a good year, but the tight end got more involved. We just didn't have that big receiver season this year. And, you know, part of that was C.J. Johnson with his 35 for 520 and one touchdown. Yeah, I mean, in the Sneed game, I feel like was the Navy game, um, was a game where they really leaned on him. But at the time, you look at uh, the game I went to, Temple. Uh, that was like the tight end game, the Ryan Jones game, um, and obviously the running backs. I think Keith Mitchell threw out. But yeah, I think the running backs and the tight ends just completely changed kind of the dynamic of the, the offense. So yeah, I'm with you. All right, here's one we had a lot of talk with with you and I go. East Carolina's third leading receiver. Would that, you know, what would the the spread be like for the Pirate receivers this year catching balls? So, the third leading receiver, ECU's third leading receiver, over under 32 and a half catches. 54 a couple years ago, 19 catches for the third leading receiver for East Carolina last year. So I put the over-under at 32-and-a-half. Ronnie went over. Tyler Sneed was number one with 67 catches. Audio Matosho had 40. And you actually had two receivers, Ronnie. Um, well, one tight end. Ryan Jones and C.J. Johnson had more than 32-and-a-half receptions. You took the over. You win again. Nice. Ryan Jones. And that takes us right into the next one. Number of receptions for ECU's leading tight end. Last year it was five. I boosted it up to 14 and a half. 
Ronnie said that's not enough. Go over. Ryan Jones, 37 catches. Another win for you, Ronnie. Doubled it, at least. <laughs> so the tight end, uh, I got tired of even talking about it for a while because it was such a non-factor. Well, it is a yeah. factor now, Ronnie. It was great to see uh, ECU involved tight ends this year. Yeah, Ryan Jones was uh, he was the one, too. I mean, he reminds me, I don't know. I mean, he's probably, I'm sure, as talented, maybe not as polished. But, I mean, Davin Drew um, with the Skip Holtz era was like the breakthrough tight end, you know, that like came in and became the big threat. You look at Bryce Williams kind of with the Ruffin era. Um, and, and Ryan Jones seems to be that guy, just talent-wise, ability to just catch the ball and get in the end zone and make plays. Um, he's in that mold. Again, I don't know if he's a NFL guy quite the way of those guys, at least yet, but he's he's talented and they, they look for him. Makes you excited for next year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, again, he reminds me a lot of Davin Drew, I think just size-wise. And- Why are you calling Devon Drew Davin Drew? Oh, is it Devon Drew? I always used to say Davin Drew. Ronnie, I'm disappointed in you. I mean, Devon Drew is one of my all-time favorites. Okay. He went to New Bern. I got you. I got you. you do remember that, yeah. They had a good running back, too. Was he with Hardesty? He might have been. Yeah. Uh, went to Tennessee. Went to Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, my bad. My bad. Ronnie with a hell of a run on offense there, but unfortunately we're back to defense. And Ronnie, as we've learned, is not a Blake Harrell believer. Over under sacks. ECU had 14 last year. I put the number. I bumped it up to 19 and a half. Ronnie said under. ECU 26 sacks this year, Ronnie. They were flying around on defense. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Way off on that one. All right. uh, These are tough. Who has the most sacks uh, this year? Last year, Jaira Wilson, three and a half. Ronnie said Rick DeBrew. He's a pretty rocked up guy, as we've learned. Uh, Rick DeBrew. Winner. Rick DeBrew had three and a half sacks. Not bad. But Jeremy Lewis, local kid, and Manny Hickman had four. You were only off by a half a sack there, Ronnie. So I'm going to give you credit on that. It's a loss, but you almost hit that one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know who is the – I couldn't have guessed right now two minutes ago who led the team in sacks well the good thing is it was so spread around i'll go over it real quick bruce bivens had two uh jeremy had four xavier added a half a sack gyra two and a half ram sewer one and a half dorso had a sack rick debrew three and a half stringer had a sack hickman had four elijah morris had two and a half tegan wilk had a half a sack and then Surad Ware had three sacks. So, uh, you know, that tells you that uh, the defense is getting it from uh, multiple places. there, And that's one of Blake Carroll's staples, right? The, the multiple alignments they show and different things they do. And that, that led to a pretty good sack total for East Carolina this year. Yeah. Good for Jeremy Lewis, too, man. Yeah. He was, uh, when he signed, they, he was a defensive player. They moved him to tight end. Is you know you can almost, then they moved him back to defense. It was like one of those things. Like man, this guy just might kind of get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you know maybe not find his way. But man, he did. He looks like a a true outside linebacker. And, you know, local kid. That's always good. So nah, he he came into his own. You know, he's a, a difference maker. 
Ronnie Woodward joining us going over the over-unders. Final one on the list, Ronnie, is who has the most interceptions this year? Jaquan McMillan led the team with four last year. Oh, man. You never go with the obvious answer, although I don't blame you in this regard because you think, well, he gets so many picks, they're probably going to not throw at him as much. Uh, They kept throwing at him, and he had five picks this year, Jaquan McMillan. Warren Saba had four. Your guy... Who is a? I probably pick like Xavier Smith or something. You went DJ Ford, who okay. You know he had a good year for East Carolina and is a great guy. We really enjoyed talking with him on the Players Lounge this year. How many of those like transfers come in and just never work out at all? DJ actually, you know, worked out for the most part, Ronnie. So that was good to see. But uh, Jaquan McMillan was not going to be denied this year. And how about Warren Saba getting four picks for the Pirates this year? Malik Fleming had three, Dorso had one, Jaira had one, Jawan Powell had a pick, and Tegan Wilk had a pick as well. Uh, so DJ Ford did not get a pick. Jaquan McMillan, sometimes Ronnie, the obvious answer is the answer, and he was the answer. Yeah, that didn't play into my into my game. But hey, I'll, I'll always have the CJ Mayhew call, so we're good. <laughs> Ronnie Woodward on his ECU football over unders twenty twenty one goes ten and six. I think that's very respectable, Ronnie. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. I'm pleasantly surprised. So you know this team. Uh are they gonna win the bowl game? I knew this team. I would say <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> well. <laughs> right now. Nope. Uh a little bit. How about Ronnie uh so you're not covering the team anymore you're just a regular old fan at this point uh, can we do this again next year and just see how you do because it was kind of fun i mean it's gonna be like the same players over again yeah that's true i'll probably just get worse and worse each year um, <laughs> who knows but, sometimes the further away you, you get from it the better you do so yeah um i'm going to the bowl game so i don't oh, know cool. if they're gonna win or not but i'm gonna be there in attendance I already got tickets with a group of guys and i'm pumped so i'll be there in the stands yelling at coaches or players or what you know i don't know whatever normal fans do so it'll be a new experience for me uh, not yelling at the coaches and players cheering <laughs> you know whatever i don't know it's gonna be weird but uh gonna tailgate gonna go to the game have a good time uh, i'm excited so uh but yeah i think i don't know anything about boston college like yeah I guess they get off offensive line, but some of the linemen may or may not play. Like the sneak attack on if they're going to play or not. You know, I don't know. I guess that's what the whole bowl season kind of is at this point. So I don't have a good read on Boston College, but I, you got to feel like ECU is motivated. Like you know, half the bowl games are who wants to be there, who wants to play. Seems like there's a little more of that on the BC side. Um, I don't think ECU has any players. Obviously, they're opting out or don't want to be there or whatever. So, uh, I think ECU plays really well and motivated. Um, just judging on, like, historically Boston College, if ECU stops the run, yeah, I think they can they can, uh, they can, can hang in and win. So, why not? I'm on campus now. Go Pirates, baby. All right. Ronnie, uh, before we let you go, we need to get you in 40 bowls in 14 days. Um, we don't have time to play the song. Chandler, let's sing the song, a fast version, real quick. All right, you ready? 
One, two, three. 40, 40 bowls, bowls in 14, 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. Wait, that's the old song. 40 bowls in 14 days. All right, there it is. Good job, Chandler. That was on the fly. Ronnie, you get... me. Wake Forest and Texas A&M is a big joke. You got a boring game. Well, at any time Iowa plays, it's boring. Camping World Stadium, New Year's Day, 1 o'clock ABC, Iowa versus Kentucky. Who you got? I just got to pick straight up, just the winner? Yep. Kentucky. You know how this works. I I know the spread was involved. I know you and Chandler and uh, how y'all work, so... Yeah, Kentucky is uh, is the pick and should be the pick. This is probably – I haven't looked. I'll look real quick. But I got to imagine this total is very low since it's involving Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to say – I'm going to say mid-40s. I'm going to take a look real quick. Let's see. Kentucky and Iowa. I'm going to say – so Kentucky is a favorite by three. Total at 44. Most of these bowl games are like in the 60s. This one's in the 40s. So – all right, the pick is in. Ronnie has Kentucky. Ronnie, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoyed it. All right. And, and great job on the over-unders. You're the guy, so well done. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Uh, Ronnie Woodward there. John Moody said, really pulling for an awkward, weird Ronnie phone call ending. Sometimes he lingers. Is he still on the yeah. line? Has he hung up? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. he lingers and mumbles. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't wait to go to the bowl game. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come it's back. Be weird. Jeff Charles joins us when we return. I'm not in the media anymore. On Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back inside the Pirate Radio studios here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. And coming up in our 5 o'clock hour, we'll have our final treasure chest winner, Troy D. Bryce Williams coming up in that final hour as well right now we'll visit with the voice jeff charles as he joins us here inside the pirate radio studios i was wrong when i said last week would be our last in studio visit with the voice because he's here again how you doing jeff he's here again merry christmas clip and happy new year to all of our listeners on pirate radio great to be with you it's very busy time with everybody with family obligations and of course uh, pirate basketball going on and pirate football we will be leaving on sunday to go to annapolis for the military bowl on monday and 
as I was out at the athletics department today talking with the coaches and getting some of our pregame show work done. The semi was there, the 18-wheeler, and they were packing it up after practice today. And so they're actually going to head out uh, today with the equipment. And then tomorrow, as I understand it, six buses, six of the East Carolina University Pirate buses will be in a caravan going up I-95 with the football team and the support personnel. And so they are leaving tomorrow morning and uh, going to D.C. They're going to stay in D.C. Uh, A lot of us are staying in Annapolis, but the football team is in D.C. So, you know, it's all coming together here very quickly right around Christmas, of course. That's awesome. A true armada heading from Greenville to Annapolis and to D.C. for the Military Bowl Monday. We'll be with you at 1030 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. It's a 230 kickoff. And, of course, after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And, Jeff, let's get, I guess, some some negative stuff out of the way first. The COVID uh, is, is back, and it's back in our sports. And uh, it caused the NHL to go on a bit of an early pause. We're seeing uh, NBA games. We're seeing what the NFL did this past week, having two games on Tuesday because of it. Now, with the college football, and I, I believe if you're vaccinated, you, you don't have to test. And so I guess it's going to come down to symptoms. But I'm wondering, Jeff, if all this stuff is going to creep into these bowl games coming up uh, at the end of this year. Well, I think it's a possibility, Clip, and I'm very concerned moving forward, especially for college basketball. Yep. I'm talking to coaches uh, around the country and the local coaches here at ECU. They're very concerned as well. And you mentioned the National Hockey League nine of the 10 games last night were canceled and the hurricanes have not been playing so it's a real concern there's no doubt about that uh we all hate to see it but this omicron virus has uh, raised its ugly head here and it looks like we could be in for some tough sledding now let's let's hope that's not going to be the case because they're taking all the precautions that they can with the sports teams across the country but it's affecting the national hockey league the nba to some extent not as much i don't believe as hockey but you mentioned the nfl and hopefully we can get these bowl games in but you know clip people are going to be all together here around the holidays and then we get into january the coldest month of the year and you know people are all cooped up inside so it doesn't look good but let's just hope that you know this this thing can stay under control hopefully everybody gets vaccinated and gets the booster if they haven't gotten the booster shot yet and because everything is as you're hearing i'm sure clip this this is not as severe a strain as the one that we had to deal with a year ago and so if you're if you're vaccinated and you're in you know relatively good health it's not uh, as severe of an illness as what we went through a year ago so boy i hope everybody gets vaccinated and if they're not get the booster shot and and just do everything you can uh to you know take all precautions that you can as we were in charlotte last weekend clip it felt totally different than it did here in the greenville area as far as people wearing masks and signs on restaurants and all the businesses over there it it already felt different over there a week ago when Mm -hmm. we were there and, uh, you know, like, for instance, when we went into the Spectrum Center, you had to have a mask on. If you didn't have a mask, uh, there was a guy at the door who would give you a mask. When we got to the hotel, you had to have a mask on in the lobby of the hotel. And so it was a flashback like, oh, my goodness, yeah. we're kind of back where we were a year ago. And you kind of felt that way last weekend. And I think as this thing moves forward, you know, we're going to see people with masks on all over the place again. Hadn't been any stoppages yet with East Carolina basketball, but something to certainly 
keep an eye on and jeff let's talk about what's going on on the court and you went through a football season with so many tight games and east carolina was able to win more than they lost there down the stretch and now i guess ecu basketball is just going to continue that jeff another close one on tuesday as the pirates get a one point victory over southern miss this was a, a little different the pirates have been having good first halves and then struggling in the second half this time southern miss took a five point lead into the break got it up to as big as what eight or so in the second nine, half actually. nine mm-hmm. and uh, the pirates had to fight back claw back they did they got the win uh we've said this a million times it wasn't pretty but it's a win and you look around college basketball right state knocking off nc state last night it happens every night it happens multiple times every night you just don't want to be that team that gets upset and to the pirates credit they have won every game they've been a favor in uh, so far this year, Jeff, uh, in the non-conference. So East Carolina finishes 9-3 and three and had to eke one out to get that ninth win yesterday. Yeah, they really did. And give the guys credit, they really did fight from behind. It was not an artistic success. And Joe was not uh, real happy after the game. Again, some of the same old warts are starting to come uh, to the forefront here clip i was a little bit more optimistic about this team a couple of weeks ago and you know they they just have these stretches where they just don't play real well and they're trying to become more consistent they have these stretches where they don't shoot the ball well or they kind of get lost on defense here and there uh so you know going into conference season the bright spot is they're nine and three i think before the season started if you would have said the pirates are going to be nine and three going into the conference i think most people would have said that's great and they'll take it because it's the best non-conference season the pirates have had in like 20 years so let's be optimistic about it and and support uh, what we have seen so far and and i am encouraged but at the same time the level of competition is going to go up about two or three notches now that southern miss team people looked at them and said they're four and seven they've lost five in a row and they're not very good and they're probably not real good but they did have some good players out there and as we all know that series for east carolina has been really really difficult southern miss had won 11 games in a row in the series over the pirates so the pirates needless to say oh i'm again or two and they got one of them yesterday but the pirates need to continue to to improve and they need to continue to you know be a little bit more consistent michael perry is doing a really good job clip as my analyst on the network and he made such a good point a couple of games ago and i think we saw it again yesterday tristan newton is a matchup problem for other teams because he is a six five guard and if you put a six foot six one six two guy on him he is really good at shooting over the top getting in the paint getting that little 13 14 footer to go or shooting a three over a smaller guy and what we've seen recently now we didn't see it yesterday because southern miss didn't have very tall guards but what we have seen recently with some of these teams is they are matching up a six five guy against tristan and so it's been a little bit more difficult for him and when that happens then a smaller player will guard jj miles who's a legit six seven and that's the matchup then that the pirates have an advantage with so i think we can look at that moving forward and hope that east carolina can exploit some of those matchups but wichita state comes in here next week and opens the conference season and this is a a really good wichita state team that has really good players we talk about it every year their great tradition and the way they recruit and the type of players they have and they have a lot of players back clip from last year's team and so it's going to be a tough tough test for the pirates in that opener at home next week we're hoping that uh you know when greg marshall and, and they had all those issues there and they had players transferring by the bundle and you thought okay they're about to take a step back well they 
didn't. They were good last year and, and are going to be good, it looks like, for the foreseeable future. I guess one positive note, and I don't know if you want your team to be described this way, Jeff, but for the Pirates, they seem to play to their level of competition. They, they did, you know, they were right there with Oklahoma. They had a big lead at halftime against Davidson, had a lead at half against Liberty, uh, weren't able to win those games. But it, when they've maybe stepped up a level in competition, they have shown they belong on the court. So you just hope that sticks with them when they start playing these better teams in the league. Yeah, I hope so, Clip. And they've had some guys banged up, too, that have uh, missed some games or they have been playing less than 100%. Brandon Suggs has not been 100%. Frank has missed, what, three games, I think, this year. Luigi DeBeau missed a couple of games to go to his grandmother's funeral in France. And they've had some other guys banged up. And, of course, going into the season, Winston Tabs was going yeah. to be a very big part of this basketball team. And, and Joe has told me off the air a number of times, I don't think he would mind me sharing this, that Winston Tabs was the best player on the floor during the preseason. He said, we have nobody who can guard him in practice. He said, he's the best player we've got. So they've lost their best player for the season. And he made that public earlier this week that Winston Tabs is having – season-ending knee surgery up in Boston so he's out for the year so they've they've missed they're missing now a big piece that they thought they would have this season so that has hurt them obviously looking especially into the conference season and then the other guys who have missed games or have been banged up but that's all part of it you have to have that next man mentality and they've got some depth I think on this team this year I really like RJ Felton a lot I think he just needs some playing time yeah Uh, he's going to be a really good player here clip I'm convinced of that and they've got some other guys who come off the bench and do a good job you know Tremont Robinson White has been a starter here in this program and he's been coming off the bench and sometimes guys will pout about that and I've asked Joe about that and he says Tremont's been great he 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 just wants to play on a winning team and if he's coming off the bench instead of starting it's okay with him and so most of the time he has been coming off the bench this year and he's had a good solid year he's been a little bit under the radar I think but he's had a good solid year for this team now they've got to continue to get points out of Vance Jackson Uh, Vance is a very very good three-point shooter at 6'9 he's more of a perimeter player and they've got to continue to get get some big uh, points out of him and uh, I think he's going to be a big part of this thing moving forward he's going to have to produce and J.J. Miles as we know he's just streaky I mean he may go out and he may have a good game and then the next game he just doesn't do as well so you don't really know what you're going to get from J.J. from from game to game but hopefully he can develop some consistency too yeah how how do you struggle so bad one night and then beat Houston uh, the next night well when you're hitting your threes when J.J. and those guys get going that that can happen yesterday I think Jeff four of 18 19 something like that from three and uh they're able to get the win but against better teams that's obviously not going to get it done jeff uh how you feeling about the the bowl game the matchup against boston college you've had a chance to kind of break it down now uh how how do you think about the pirates face up against that team i think it's going to be a really close game clip i really do and i certainly give the pirates a chance to win the game i know they're a slight underdog in the military bowl but i think they've got a they've got a good chance the thing that does concern me a bit is the matchup in the trenches and we always talk about that with east carolina football but that uh, offensive line for boston college i mean they're they're the real deal up front they've got as many as four guys who are nfl draft picks 
Olympics. So how can the defensive line for the Pirates match up against uh, probably the best offensive line they've played against this year? So I think that's going to be a, a key in the game. I also think that Boston College is the type of team they like to run the ball like East Carolina does, and the Pirates can't turn the ball over in this game and allow Boston College's offense to, to control the game and control the clock. And the quarterback is a very good player. He's had an up-and-down year because he's been hurt, and I was a little bit surprised when I saw his numbers. He's only 54% through the year, and that's uh, that's a low number for him. And again, it's because he just hasn't had the consistency this year with with the injury that he has had. But he's a, he's a really good quarterback, and he's a big kid clip i mean he's 6'5 235 pounds but he runs really well and he has over 300 yards rushing so he can hurt you with his legs and also throw on the ball so big offensive line they've got a game breaker at receiver in zay flowers who's going to be as good a receiver as east carolina has seen all year he's a home run hitter he's extremely fast he does a great job running after the catch so you've got to be aware of him at all times because he can take one to the house and so they're going to have to you know really be good in their pass defense as well so if they can if the defense can hang in there i think the offense has a chance to move the ball against these guys i think their defensive stats clip are a little bit skewed because they didn't play a very good schedule early on and they had one shutout and then they had uh, temple and they only gave up three points uh, to temple but then you look the last three games of the season and their defense didn't play as well and wake forest burned them for 41 points so I think when you look at their defensive stats and the fact that they only give up 22 points per game, which is really, really good, I think you have to look a little bit deeper into the schedule and see who they played when they put up some good defensive numbers and then who they played when they didn't play as well defensively. So hopefully the Pirates can move the ball against them and maybe get the ball out in space and get it to, to their playmakers and hopefully they can run the football against this Boston College defense and, and get Raji Harris and Keaton Mitchell involved. Jeff Charles joining us. Shirley, I tell you what, let's add some credibility to 40 bowls in 14 days and have Jeff Charles make a pick. Uh, so hit the music for us, and we'll uh, we'll pick a bowl game here with the voice. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. 40 bowls, 14 days. All right. Jeff, by the way, if you want to ever be a part of these musical intros, you're welcome to it. Uh, you don't want to hear me sing. Believe me. <laughs> what did I tell you, Cheryl? It was during a, a football broadcast. I think Marty made a reference to uh, 
Bruce Springsteen, and the voice said, "You can never go wrong with the boss." Something like that. <laughs> so, you're a musical guy, Jeff. You well, some- yeah, Marty comes up with some good stuff on the sideline. I remember one time uh, things were getting out of hand, and there was pushing and shoving going on, and he said, "He said, now back to Mean Gene in the booth." <laughs> okay, I know what it was. It was right before the Navy game. He said, "Jeff, they're playing Born to Run down here, and that's exactly <laughs> what they're going to try to do today." Yeah, I do remember that? All right, Jeff, this is a good one for you because I don't. You, out of everybody that's picked a game, you probably know the most about Central Michigan. Maybe not this team. Love the Chippewas. There you go. Uh, at least the uh, the history of the Chips. Uh, they will be taking on Boise State in the Arizona Bowl. Uh, this one coming up. Uh, Tucson, Arizona. The date on that, I believe, is the 31st. Uh, so that'll be the 31st, 530 kickoff time in Arizona Stadium in Tucson. Central Michigan 8-5 and five versus... Uh, and you do usually don't see this record by this team. Boise State seven and five this year, Jeff. So a bit of a down year, I guess. But eight and four, Central Michigan versus Boise State. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Chippewas, the Central Michigan University Chippewas. Uh, Jim McElwain is the coach there oh, now. Yeah. Remember, yeah, from his days at Florida. Well, he's resurfaced in Mount Pleasant, Michigan with Central Michigan. And for a while this year, and I don't know, I haven't seen the stats here the last couple of weeks, Central Michigan had the leading rusher in America. Hmm. And this kid is a freshman out of Detroit, and he's the real deal. And they also have a very good quarterback and a couple of really good receivers as well. You know, it's interesting about Central Michigan, Clip. uh, They go to the south and recruit a lot of guys. There was a kid from Plymouth that was one of their best players a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not, but a kid from Plymouth, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, was a really good wide receiver for them. And so, yes, when I spend time in northern Michigan in the summer, Mount Pleasant from Sheboygan, where we spend our summers, is about two and a half hours. But there is certainly a lot of Central Michigan fans up there. Of course, Michigan and Michigan State, one and two. And then you have Central Michigan. It's kind of a school and kind of a program like East Carolina, where it's carved out a niche, you know, geographically Uh in their area. And they have very good fans, and they have a very, very good football tradition going back many years ago. Uh, So we'll go with the Chippewas. They're pretty good this year. Might be a lot of points scored in that one. Uh, Jeff, Central Michigan, the pick over Boise State uh, here in the Arizona Bowl. All right, voice, good stuff. Uh, So we will uh, talk to you coming up Monday on our Bud Light pregame tailgate. You'll be ready, getting ready for the call. And uh, Pirates back in a bowl game for the first time, in fact, since they played Florida. And and that game, Jeff, Jim McElwain had just got hired. He wasn't coaching in the game. And you don't know this because you were doing the radio broadcast. But on the TV broadcast, they had an interview with Jim McElwain, which took up like an entire quarter, it seemed, which was annoying to us Pirate fans. But the last time ECU was in a bowl game, McElwain was heading to Florida and we know what's happened between now and then. It kind of tells you how long it's been since ECU's been in a bowl game. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got our fingers crossed on the weather, too, Clip. At last report, 49 degrees for okay. Annapolis uh, on Monday afternoon. i tell you what, December the 27th, 49 in Annapolis is probably as good as it's going to get. And so if there are some Pirate fans sitting on the fence thinking about the weather, at least the long-range forecast looks like it's going to be pretty good and yeah. i think the ticket sales have been good clip i understand now they've just gone over five thousand as far as ticket sales uh, through the ecu ticket office and then of course a lot of other folks have bought them on the secondary market so oh boy i'm hoping seven to eight thousand pirate fans will be at the military bowl and you know they're going to have the boston college eagle fans outnumbered i don't know how many 
tickets that Boston College yeah. has sold, but I don't believe it's going to be anything like seven or 8,000 Pirate fans who are going to be there. And believe me, that's that makes a difference. Uh, Pirate fans were there in pretty good numbers for the Navy game a few weeks ago when East Carolina won. So let's hope they all get up there and, and support the Pirates. And I know people are excited about the game. We're excited to go up there and play because we know the stadium so well. We were just there. So the logistics for us with the radio network is, is going to be easy. We're going to be in the same booth that we were in three or four weeks ago for that right. last game. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then it's a lot of fun for me, Clip, to prepare for a new team. You know, you kind of get tired of the same old teams that you play year after year. But playing Boston College, learning about their program and playing a team brand new to ECU and a team that I've never broadcast a game for. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're all looking forward to getting up there on Sunday and then for the game on Monday. Jeff, have a uh, Merry Christmas or great call on Monday. Final question. What's your favorite Christmas movie all time? Do you have one? My favorite Christmas movie? I know my wife watches the Charlie Brown movie just okay. uh, all the time. So I'm usually somewhere in the house when it's on <laughs> and I usually watch it each and every year. So there I guess is. that's what it is. Good call. I hadn't heard that one this year. That's a good one. All right. Thank you, Jeff. There's Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty, one more hour to go here live on Pirate Radio Live in 2021. Got some best stuff coming up Thursday, Friday. Got bowl coverage coming up Monday. East Carolina and BC in the Military Bowl. We'll be with you at 1030 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show where we might get a call from Bryce Williams. <clears throat> he has called before. Oh, he joins yeah. us now inside the Pirate Radio studios. What's up, Bryce? What's up? How y'all doing? Doing great. Troy D. alongside as well. Hello, you, Troy. Hello, Clip. Let me be the first to wish you this hour a very Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you. I appreciate that. First one. Um, last you time heard he it called, here first. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Last time and he called Happy in. Happy New Year. Last time he called in, he said a bad word. Yep. <laughs> I've learned. Hey, look, that's what you do. Hey, you, my you, suspension yeah. taught me well. <laughs> I learned from my suspension. He took his punishment, and now he's, he's yeah. fine. You're, he's you're, you're back on. You're able to call in. You've served your time. Yeah. We appreciate it. And you've learned your lesson, I think. Bryce, what are I your did, plans man. for Monday? 2.30 kickoff. Where are you going to be watching the game? I'll what are you going to be doing? Winston-Salem. All right. Most likely with the with the, fan? With the Williamses. The Williamses. Yes. So we'll be watching that. So, uh I'm anxious to watch it. I saw Coach Tesh actually at Academy recently. 
Um, so we chatted about the bowl game and all that stuff. So. At the store academy or at an academy? What'd you say? Oh, at Academy Sports. <laughs> okay. When he said that, I was like, wait, he's doing football camps the lead up to the bowl game? At Academy Sports. Yeah. That makes more so, sense. So, you know, chatted with him about that and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be watching, real anxious to watch some football. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I am getting nervous. Not about. Are you nervous? Us. Well, not not against the opponent. I'm more nervous about now just what's going on with what happened with the, with the Gator Bowl today. For folks that missed it, I guess is that all for they're trying to find a new opponent for uh, for Wake Forest. They are trying to find an opponent. What happened? Texas A and M out. They, they have too many players with COVID, so mm. they're opting out of the game. Um, so, that's which really sucks for problem. fans. I mean, think about if you've already like Ugh. now maybe the tickets will be refunded, but some people well, you know pay for a hotel. It's non-refundable sometimes. You know, Jimbo Fisher said they did not have enough scholarship players to play. Is My it? question is, what about the walk-ons? Yeah, exactly. There's your time to shine. But he just totally said, "No, nah, I'm not giving you a chance. You don't know what's uh, you know what what could come. Some of these guys could show out." And he's like the highest-paid coach in football. He probably just had more Christmas gifts to buy, and he didn't even feel like going to the right. He's late on his uh, Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Dang. So uh, sounds like Chandler. They are <laughs> trying to uh, to find an opponent, either of another bowl game that gets canceled, or now. Like it could be a team that's already played in a bowl game. Could you that double would be pretty radical? Can, could you play in two bowl games in one year? Wow. Do whatever you want. Who would get that load? Would it be a load? I guess double the present. That'd be pretty wild. Double the present. What are you talking about? Like the it's swag, like the bowl gifts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got to give it to somebody. <laughs> Dang, what or a five and seven team. Dang, like, how do you choose? That? Illinois says they are waiting by the phone. Brett Bielema says. When is the Gator I'm Bowl ready? being played? The thirty first. So we could. 31st. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Could you imagine? We could. After the 27th, take care of Boston College. Jeez. That's then, a quick turnaround. And then head down to, uh, what, Jacksonville? Uh, yes. And I did read another angle of this with Illinois. So Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, went to Illinois. Yeah, I was going to call him Shaka Khan. So he's posturing <laughs> to try to get them into the bowl game. Wow. Well, Clip, another team has emerged too. Rutgers. Uh, is showing there's a possibility that Rutgers could so be what are they, in the five works. and seven i guess um i'll look it up so now i guess are these uh like five and seven teams trying to to fit into probably. a bowl game yeah but well about, according gotta, yeah these are they are five and seven they said uh but boy the team's been Rutgers, off all month you want to talk about you know a disjointed deal trying right. to round everybody up first of all and so we just went through the coaching carousel now we're going through the bowling carousel yeah who's dropping who's filling in well if you're going to go decide which one you're going to go with Rutgers or illinois Rutgers has a higher apr score so that would hey that's it for me yeah <laughs> that's what I, uh, I i think it's who could they get down there in short notice is what it right. comes down to i think Rutgers yeah. and illinois should play this weekend and the winner <laughs> yeah. goes to the <laughs> let's like make this I like that then that would be a good idea a better record yeah, we wow. get your six, six wins. wins. You got to get there that six go. win. Wow, yeah. that would be something there. Uncharted territory here when it comes to the bowls, which are all. I'm just hoping this doesn't happen any more times because it screws right. up bowl pools and everything. So we had a big dispute with my family bowl pool what to do with the Gator Bowl. I actually put the idea out there to the commissioners that let's just give everyone a win in the family on that on that game, and uh, it was accepted. That's good. Which is the same as giving everybody a loss or just not counting? No, 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 no. In our thing, it's, it's <laughs> you get paid out by a total number of wins. So if you go 50% or more against the spread, it's a weighted deal. 
so you get paid. So like if I'm if I need but it's tw- still all even. Where's the money come from? They all have like a sponsor. My dad and uncle fund it. Yeah, they're the they're the house. You don't have to put money in; they just pay out. Wow! And if you lose, so like there's they a certain the amount. Th- no, we. That's the beauty of this. You don't have to put a dime in. You can only. You can't lose anything. Oh, well, you can only lame. win. That's a lame. Well, that's rip. not there's lame no for rip. me because like let's say you have to have twenty bowl wins to get there's paid no out. Stakes. If I was at nineteen, this right. would be my twentieth, so it would result in a payday. This, so is what's wrong this is what's a free with, win with this generation. Everybody right. gets a ribbon. Everybody wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. Hey, was it a participation trophy? Yeah, trophy. Another trophy to add to the case trophy. Well, I've got I still got to win enough games to get there, but at least it's a it's one more if win. If they're just giving out wins for nothing, then you'll probably get there. Yeah. Then all my, my hey, you know what? Today is uh, Thursday. Let's give out a win. Everybody gets a win today. So this this came from my uncle because my my fellow relatives were chiming in. They wanted to win too for this. They said well, sure. So my uncle said. <laughs> Uncle Donald said, the commissioners had never seen such whining because all the participants in the family pool need all the help they can get. Everyone will get a win on the Texas A&M game. This decision is one-time only decision and is not binding, nor can it be used as precedent in the event additional games are canceled. The decision on future cancellations will be decided at the time they occur. So you get a pity win. Right. Yeah. But I'll take it. You complained enough. Right. Protesting works, wow. apparently. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But these, this is the ramifications that people are facing across the country now that are in pools like mine. What to do with this game? I need to get in a pool like that where there's no state. Right. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful deal. Yeah. There's no, no money can be lost. Only money can be won. Wow. It is the greatest pool I've ever been in. And you get wins without winning. It's it's lovely. It's a Christmas miracle. All right. That is the greatest pool I've ever heard. Yeah. All right. So. Yesterday, that game was picked by Mike Maniscalco, voice of the Hurricanes. He took Wake Forest, and now Wake Forest is... Well, uh, he lost, evidently. The Wake Forest didn't win. They still might win. Well, that's true. They haven't played yet. Good point. Yeah. Let's defer. In our pool, we actually count wins and losses in 40 balls <laughs> in 14 days. We do it a little bit different. So uh, so there you go. We need a, you still need to pick some, right? Also today... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, we'll let you guys do one apiece here right. before we wrap up uh i saw this too and man i hopefully didn't come down to this this would be the lamest thing ever um college football playoff a policy has been written this week that says that will allow a team to advance to and potentially win the college football playoff if its opponents have to forfeit so they could crown a champion due to forfeit this year wow and which would be great if it's cincinnati yeah i mean if alabama can't play then, then i think they should do that with the bowl games too if Texas A&M can't play, then that's then Wake wins. Yeah, but God, well, well, who cares? That's like real Gator, Bo- Gator Bowl champions, buddy. How'd you win? Well, forfeit. So you just want the trophy and the recognition. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Talk yeah. in the microphone, buddy. <laughs> so like ECU, they'll go to the basketball game a couple of days later and hold up the trophy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Military Bowl champions. And we're like, all right, you showed up, I guess. Good Correct. Job. We weren't sick. You tested negative? Yeah. Way to go, guys. You stayed healthy. Way to bring it home. (laughs) Hey, a win's a win. Get the dub by any means necessary. Sheesh. So, uh, okay, it could happen. But in the final four, you got to have a champion. So if yeah. one team can't play, you got to survive in advance. Well, I can't. Uh, I would just keep pushing it back. Let's have a championship like right before the NCAA basketball tournament. There we How go. awesome yeah. would that be? Like instead of spring football, these guys are practicing for the championship. Let's do it that way. Why don't they ever ask me what to do? I like your ideas. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate it. <laughs> 
All right, so that's what's going on today in college football. East Carolina, Troy D. hitting the road tomorrow. Jeff Charles said, I think, uh, what do you say, six buses headed up there? They got the equipment trucks. They, yeah, we heard from, uh, what was it, Holton or one of the players told me they're going to stop on the way, about halfway up, they're going to stop at the Brazilian Steakhouse yeah. where they carve oh, the meats. Man. You know, so I, I imagine those guys... Because uh, they're doing a Christmas vacation road trip. Right, that's about true. About 120 hungry football players are going to put a hurting on that Holy Brazilian cow. steakhouse. Hope they got a lot of cows. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need more cows. Think about this time of year, too. I mean, they're going to eat Dang. They're going to eat some meat. Mm. It's the best that's part of the exciting. trip right there. Probably. That is. Well, I wonder how they're going to do Christmas. How there. many bus trips did you take as a football player, Bryce? Did y'all ever take one? I guess over to yeah, Chapel Hill. Yeah, we went to uh, Chapel Hill, Raleigh. Virginia Tech. Blacksburg. That was a fun, uh, fun bus ride home. Um, Virginia Tech, Chapel Hill, South Carolina. Okay. And I think that's about it. Which Annapolis, Troy? I mean, going to Washington games, it's like what five? five about five, five hours. hours that's not too bad. I mean, they can caravan up there. That's yeah. fine. I mean, it's doable. And usually, a lot of these buses nowadays they do have Wi-Fi TV. on them. <laughs> and I remember the uh, the Houston game. Remember that started at like midnight or whatever this year. Oh my god! When Jeff and Kevin had all that time to kill on the uh, the air, they started getting into their complaints, and then they were talking. Jeff was like. And boy, this leg space on the air well, these days. It's funny you mentioned that. I was going to say the uh, bus actually may be more comfortable. Yeah, for guys because, like Bryce. Well, yeah. and, the, and they've changed the planes that they're taking. And the the I don't want to get too bogged down in the weeds and stuff, but the planes that the team charters on charters on are very uncomfortable. And instead of for, giving space, they just add more seats in there to get more people in right. there. Correct. And there's less right. space. So the bus actually may be a lot more comfortable. Buses, yeah. It's like sitting in the... Uh, top section of Minji's for five hours with no room right. at all mm. yeah those <laughs> upper rows and a small seat yeah yeah at least for my we were talking fans. about that at lunch today that they need they don't need more seats they need less seats that are more comfortable that are bigger yeah they should go all purple seats in Minji's and like purple seats you could actually fit into like a guy like you or me could be comfortable. I think uh, they should I go to recliner. I know. I don't want to just say I, that I like you. Know, that's unfair. But I think cool. That'd be nice. No, but something. Put in comfortable seats for people. Bring it down to like four thousand, five thousand, and and put in nice seats. And you know what? Let's do. Maybe let's do a party deck area in one of the. Uh, you know what I would consider the the end zone area. That would be kind of cool. You know, let's blow out a section, a couple sections there. And let's make it, you know, there, there are so many Do cool like things. Jaguars, like a base, yes. put a pool in. Well, I would have to go crazy, but there are so many cool things that like could be done. Like a baseline lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I put, you think people would like that? People I know sure would. You, you like that? that? <laughs> you think we rehearsed that? No, that was off the cuff. <laughs> that was... All right, uh, Troy D., we have a uh, treasure chest giveaway we're going to be doing in just a little bit. One final prize. Last one of the year. Yep. Wow. I always get emotional this time of year when it's the final prize. I know. Do you really? I was wondering why you were crying in your corner <laughs> of the office, Bogo, like in a ball. I was it's like, just, Troy, you okay? Not right now. Not right now. It's the last one of the year. He's on the, this, is, this is the last show, last live show, last uh, hour of the live show of the year. Now, you've got some great best ups planned, Clip. Mm-hmm. So people that need their fixes will get their fixes, correct? Yes, and you're welcome. But those are a bear to put together. <laughs> but better than doing live shows the rest of the year for you. You right. get some time off. Clip correct? was nonstop. Yeah. Once I didn't got know if we were the having the show today. Why? 
Well, I forgot the courtesy text. This one's on me. Oh, no. I did add Bryce, too, and you can check. Uh, Glenn puts out our guest list. I saw you on Twitter. I texted did him you? the list. Yeah. So I didn't forget you. I just forgot to ask you directly. Ask me. Yeah. yeah. And Bryce was spurring last week. We had to change Yeah, what? Day. I heard you got a little... Uh, <laughs> he's a little diva-ish. A little... Uh, feathers ruffled over we didn't bump uh, you we just reassigned you a day i know i'm just pulling your leg oh okay it's like wow he likes that, his time i understand doesn't like to get bumped i know routine real you're, real routine or we wouldn't do that for just anybody it was just mike Houston. yeah you're you very know. attached yeah. to wednesdays it's becoming yeah it's becoming my day you know yeah and we appreciate you uh being a part of the show Bruce. wednesday williams when, williams wednesday that works well yeah. are we gonna roll this over and now the football's done Keep Did, Bryce going. I think so. Would you like to continue? You can talk I about think other I continued, stuff. Uh, yeah, last spring. All right. Yeah. Well, keep. Uh, I said let it roll. Keep up with That's the NFL. Management's so very we'll happy with that. your uh, performance well, 50% of the Glad. time. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> Are you going to do his, uh, his end of the year? Maybe we should do it live on the radio. His end of the year <laughs> meeting with Bryce. Now, that would be entertaining. Yeah. I actually pitched that we should have done all the end of the year meetings on air. I think that'd be well <laughs> to spice things up a little bit. Depending on the year I had, if I feel good about it, yeah. okay, yeah. If no, I I'm... sucked, then no, I don't yeah. want that to be on there. So no, we had, we had some a very good end of the year meetings. We got great staff here. I thought it was very productive. Only two people got fired this year. <laughs> <laughs> Announcement: Today's my oh, last day, and they haven't been fired yet. They don't know yet. Yeah. So look around the room. It's going to kind of be like an episode of Survivor, where everyone's going to have a torch, and then we're going to extinguish two flames. <laughs> you better hope your uh, your flame is flaming. All right, um, let's take a time out. <laughs> when we return Shirley's with, just shaking her head on that one more with Bryce Williams we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors later on we'll open up the treasure chest one the, final time at the end of next segment so we'll and Chad Moore it. still that hasn't won yet he has not I'm pulling for Chad Moore hmm. you know I mean well, you want to talk about an underdog right here and a guy that has never given up and that tries and tries and tries and does listen like he's not one of these casual listeners the dude's plugged in all the time yep I saw him the other day. He was buying, he was purchasing their shirts at UBE. He, he's every event I'm ever at. He comes out to and supports. If there's a guy worthy of winning this last prize, in my opinion, it's Chad Moore. Go, Chad. Good luck to Chad Moore. May the odds be forever in your favor, Chad. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic uh, Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's the clip. 
Merry Christmas. Charlie Rose, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D, Bryce Williams. Thank you. Here with you. Looking forward to uh, spending some family time coming up this weekend. Troy, uh, hey, Shirley, where are the haystacks? They are in the fridge. Hang Bryce, on, I'll go get them. Bryce, you want to try one? I would love to try All right, we got to get Bryce to try one. Oh, okay. Chandler's going to go get them. Who made these? These are courtesy wow. of Shirley Rose. Nice. Perfect. Troy, are you abstaining? I don't know. What's in it again? You wuss. They're I good. mean, it's what, butterscotch, peanut butter, and chow mein noodles. Yes. Chow mein so noodles. good. Huh. I, I was having a little trouble with the nah because he was like uh this is not me this is not me I, I think Whatever. it was more chocolate i'd probably do it but I, I don't know about butterscotch i'm not a butterscotch guy Charlie, if and I'm for, this is the second food item i've had to pass on because i don't are there I'm, any not, leftovers I'm not a big sausage ball guy either are there any leftover those nah dang I wanted, Mate, they went quick buddy i wanted to give you know yeah a shot sorry about that I do. I was hoping someone would make the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's Kisses oh, on them. Yeah, those are they good. have a name, but I'm not sure what. Oh my! Oh, these are big yeah, haystacks. These are like round bales size. <laughs> Man, I like them big. Oh, so I thought they were pretzels, but they're you're saying low mate like noodles. It just adds some uh, mm. texture to it, some crunch. Oh, yeah, I'm good. But thank you anyway. They, I'm sure they're only eating the microphone. <laughs> Kind of picky. Right, good, Charlie. We need your uh, your grade on presentation, taste, and <laughs> overall intangibles. Let's see. Hmm. Well, I, love, I enjoy butterscotch. The crunchy is good. How's the texture? Good. It's crunchy. Text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, presentation. You know, Shirley was very generous. She said, "I'm gonna get some big old hay bales in is here." It, yep. Is it sloppy to you? Little. Um, they can be a little crumbly because um, they're crunchy. And, and uh, it, the colder you get them, you know, once you start eating, they will melt a little on your hands. Yep. So you, it can get a little messy. A little messy. Um, so presentation, a 10 because they're big. A 10? Yes. I mean, they're good. I mean, a these ten. are delicious. He's I mean, just going by size. Well, like I said, you it's hard to <laughs> mess Why are you up. trying to crap on these uh, and you're not even eating And... <laughs> I'm like Simon Cowell. They're good scattered. They remind me of of straw or hay straw. And they taste delicious. And, uh... Wow. Shirley made them. So that it makes it... <laughs> and she's sitting right there. She can hear you. So that factors into look, the great too. I, I, you look, are a really butt kisser, aren't you? I, I can... Look, I can take criticism. I am. No, you some, can't. I give credit Come on. What? what? do you mean take, I can't take you Yes, I. No, you yes, cannot. I, yes, I can. Surely, I've known you a long time. Don't say you take criticism. Let's be honest. Well, you can't take criticism. <laughs> I didn't say I do, though. You're saying <laughs> I can take it. I'm not I can say. take it if he didn't <laughs> like it. At least he tried it, Mr. I don't want to touch it. I know. Uh, if it was chocolate versus the caramel, or no, what is it? Butterscotch. Butterscotch. Yeah, I would do it. Butter, I well, can't. I just butterscotch just upsets me. Yeah, stomach. you're still giving it a grade. You, you feel like you, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Can you not make a complete mess, dude? It landed on my napkin. <laughs> hey, you told me to eat, so I'm eating. Right. <laughs> told me to eat, so I'm eating. <laughs> Remember, you're inside, not outside. Uh, okay, they're, they're mess. Bryce, Troy's got to clean I'm, up. I, 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 oh, never mind. Hey, no, Bryce, I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a famous Troy line. This is not a frat house, dude. This yeah. is not a frat house. It's a good recall right there. Thank yep. you. Yep. 
is a professional radio studio hey, and video production facility. What is this? <laughs> well, and this is turned into I'm a Troy roast. That's a good show. <laughs> all right. Uh, I can take criticism, Clip. That is true. What do you want to wrap up the year with, Troy? I mean, I've talked about ECU Boston College for a month now, yeah. and I got four hours to go on Monday. Wow. Let's kinda... do a whole year in review in 30 minutes. All right. As we go back to What January, were your favorite moments of this year, Clip? Best yeah, moments. What were well, they? you have to go around and ask everybody what their favorite Christmas movie is because, I mean, we haven't I like discussed we've done it. That. Do we yeah. do that not, with you, not with, not with us. Mm, I don't know. Give me a second. We had a good one uh, just off the cuff the other day. We were doing best football movies and had a lot of people chiming yeah. in. You know, and I was yelling through my phone because i was listening to you on my phone north dallas 40 and finally yeah. someone said that and you're like i've never seen it you need i swear you would love it clip oh i know i've heard it's it good. is a i remember watching that as a kid and it was one of those movies that really stuck with me and uh i think it still would still be funny today it's kind of like a like caddyshack is still a great if you want to consider it a golf movie it's but a it's, classic. it's a classic north dallas 40 is well worth to watch not Stay. really <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i know i've definitely heard of it i know it's good i just hadn't seen it it's old, yeah. older you know it is probably in the late 70s yeah maybe uh, early 80s bryce what's your go-to christmas movie mm. i do i do enjoy um hallmark channel no my mom loves the hallmark channel uh, i've fought, sat and watched a few with her um but i let her that's her thing now lifetime's getting into that game lifetime hallmark yeah. she's all about it mm-hmm. um i mean the one that just come off the head i mean i think elf is very funny like i i laugh at uh at elf you kind of would make for a great elf dressed up like that like wilfer i yes, sort of kind of his build I used to be ever told i was you kind of looked like him yeah slightly. you kind of act like him a little yeah. bit too yeah. you're kind of like the will ferrell of the football world there we go i'll take it I'll take he'd be a good will ferrell wouldn't he i mean will ferrell is an actor and a comedian bryce is kind but of I'm a sa- regular guy <laughs> but yeah. he's funny for a, like a football regular guy and he kind of looks like will ferrell okay yes <laughs> you're right Troy. he's coming out you feel like will ferrell it works i mean it's more than just looks I'll yeah take it. you yeah. got the whole will ferrell package yes. on, bryce. Good. but if you put him in an elf outfit and send him off to crabtree valley mall he'd be a popular dude hey that sounds like a good plan to me <laughs> I like dressing up, using my imagination, you know. Gets you do look like that tight end that used to play for the Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals, though. What was his name? What was his name? Um, nah, I don't nah. see that. I see Will Ferrell. <laughs> nah. I see, uh, yeah, Anchorman when I look at Bryce. Um, so, yeah, that's a – Troy D., what was your – did you give one on Monday? Yeah. Uh, well, I love Christmas Vacation. Somebody said – one of our winners times. said Bad Santa the other day. I thought that was a uh, sneaky pick. I've never watched that one. You, you should oh, – it's it right was, up your uh, alley. Actually, it Very was, raunchy. It was top secret um, – can't remember his name. Oh, the dude that does top secret stuff top at ECU. Top secret stuff over at ECU. Not yeah. Don Juan? It was not Donald Juan. It was not Don Juan. It was uh, one of our other winners. I have to get my list uh, because yeah. we will be making a winner coming up here in just a little bit uh that wasn't chad brooks was it mm, no oh i like the santa claus movies tim allen yeah i go said good. uh he enjoyed those i believe they're pretty good yeah what, yeah what was the top secret dude from ecu did he ever like hint around what it was john matthews that sounds that, right that's it john matthews no uh, i guess he's doing some he would not tell us over there he yeah. said that he would have to kill us if he if he told us red pill or blue pill yeah i don't know what he's got working over there yeah but it's a lot of top secret stuff maybe uh maybe like start like naming a starting quarterback yeah we we he could be or, working alongside 
Morgan Aylers, for yeah, all we know. He could be part of the Illuminati. Mm. All right, I'll tell you what. Speaking of John Matthews, he won yesterday. Let's, uh, let's make somebody a winner right now and open up the treasure chest. Uh-oh. Troy D., we know the prize. We do. We just don't know the winner. We don't. And uh, there's only time for one more winner this year. Not only would you win, you'll have the honor of being the very last winner of the, of the 2021 Mr. Holiday treasure chest. In the NFL, they call it Mr. Irrelevant. It's very relevant right. to Mr. win this. Mr. Relevant here. Mr. or Mrs. Relevant. Yes. Coming up. If you are caller 12, 317-1250, we will have our winner when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio. On our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your indubitable host, Clip Rock. All right, welcome back into the show. Troy D., Bryce Williams here. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Oh, doing I was going to say, filling in for Clip until he can take his seat. What was that word you said? Adding in my list. Indubitable. Indubitable. Indubitably. Google it up. I had to get my list and uh, check it twice, guys, because we have a Uh-oh. full list of winners here. Just one prize remaining in the treasure chest. Wow. You want to uh, just say everybody's name that won something this year? Yes. And then we'll get to our final winner. Sure, uh, Shirley, do you want to? Can you help me out here? Or yeah, I, I can alternate. I can alternate. All right. I'll get it started with Mark Hall, who won the 12 large pizzas from Domino's of Greenville. Christina Macemore won the pirate gift basket from UBE. Susan Deans won the takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue. Josh Thomas took home a $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card to Chico's went to Hannah Manning. Lazy Boy Recliner from Bostick Sug went to Anthony Whitehead. Tiffany Deans won the $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card from Fresh Vibes went to David Stahl. Brad McAllister won a $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Donald Juan won the ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. Kevin Ainge won the $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness. A gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company went to Jay Searles. Carrie Brown took home a $100 gift card to Tiebreakers. Jim Dillon walked away with $100 in gift cards to Dap House, Christie's Pub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. John Matthews won a $100 gift card to Halo Homes. My man Brad Woodard went uh, got a $100 gift card to Bagel Man. Patrick Brown got a free VIP subscription for one year to Hoist the Colors. $100 gift card to Purple Blossom went to Jeff Dover. Bob Morfitt won the $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. John Caton got a Bush Light neon sign, Bud Light cooler and beach chair, and two 15-packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Steve Hill won a $100 cash prize from Sparky's Snowball. And Chad Brooks got a $100 uh, gift card to Shimmer Boutique. Last time I was on the show, it was uh, Donald Juan that won. Don Juan. I was glad to see uh, Don Juan won. Don Juan won. Yeah. Don Juan won. What did Tyler call me? I told you it was so funny after the show. He was watching us on YouTube. 
He said, he said something about uh, you're asking me what your son said. Yeah, I to forgot. You? I forgot no, it, good. because I didn't want to mess up the joke. He said it was like Juan, Juan of his favorite, favorite shows. shows. Yeah, yeah, Juan for the ages. Yeah, he did a Juan pun. <laughs> yeah, he did a lot of Juan. Was good. Can we get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, this I, is the answer. But I'm wondering who just won. The Juaner <laughs> that we just had. Only time for one more. <laughs> Was Sarah? Yeah, thank you, Shirley. Sarah Saunders, Sarah like Sarah Saunders. Wanders, is hanging on the Pirate Radio Live line. Sarah, congratulations! Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Sarah. That's the energy we're looking for. Wow! Oh, I'm so pumped. So like, are big prize. So energy. are we. This is excellent. Yeah, what is my prize? Well, t- calm down a second. Show <laughs> <laughs> your role. We've got some questions to get to before we get to that. You got to earn it. Yes. Where are you calling us from, first of all? Raleigh. Raleigh? Oh. Uh-oh. All right. Just curious how you listen to us in the capital city today. How am I listening? Yeah, video, internet. Like, I'm just curious. Which way? The internet. Let me tell y'all. Y'all are going to be like, she's talking too much. My husband is at work, and he asked me what I call in at 530, because y'all, he's been trying to win something from the treasure chest the whole time so i've got it i had a thing i was ready on the internet I'm ready here for it wow how about that so, you're, so you've won oh, this for him good. i think you should win it for you you're the one doing all the work well i mean i'll just keep my mouth shut <laughs> yeah he doesn't have to know what is, so what are you doing raleigh um i am an accountant okay did you go to ecu or what's your tie you know back to uh east carolina it's that, it's that husband of mine we listen to y'all all the time awesome he went yeah my husband went to ecu and uh so did that what what's his name his name is blake saunders blake, blake saunders. saunders blake saunders hmm. oh he just got a shout out yeah sounds like, a, <laughs> sounds like a guy on espn uh john saunders john john on the ESPN you know, forever yeah. Yeah. yeah all right sarah what is your favorite christmas movie um uh, my favorite christmas movie Mm-hmm. Elf I don't know. What's your all right? What's your that's such a basic question. What's your least favorite Christmas <laughs> My movie? Favorite? No, your third favorite. Yeah. What's your least favorite <laughs> Christmas movie? Honestly, unpopular opinion, but the Christmas story. I hate how that thing plays on TV all day long. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. All right, there you go. Uh, what about Christmas music? What are your favorites? Well, I've been. My husband's been talking about this family thing y'all been saying, so I'm supposed to say Merry Christmas. From the family. 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 Yeah. Family. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> He's been annoying the hell out of me for two weeks now. Y'all, I hear y'all all the time. <laughs> okay. We're, awesome. we're, apologies. <laughs> uh, you, more, you, uh, Bryce, you got any Speaking of family, do, uh, who's, who's in your family? Kids? Uh, we are uh, actually expecting our first child in March. Wow, big news. Well, breaking news right here on the Pirate Nation. Awesome. You heard, heard. We haven't even put that on Facebook. For wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh Troy loves this. This oh, is a Pirate uh, Radio exclusive. You heard yeah. it from here <laughs> first. Baby. This just in. Sources close to the Saunders family have confirmed. Family. family. Sarah and her husband, Blake, are expecting their first born in March. A new pirate will be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Oh, hold up, hold up. So I went to NC State, and my husband is pumped. His first football game is the ECU opener, which is, in my opinion, you know, the state game. But that's all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you coming to town for that game? 
will come, but, like, Blake thinks the baby needs to be there, and, y'all, this game's going to be, like, real hot. Yeah. I'm saying we need, like, me and the baby need to I think home. you and the baby need to stay home. I agree, and let Blake come, because we don't need any more Wolfpack people here than necessary. <laughs> well, the baby, we're, we're debating on what he gets to wear. House divided. This is why I love these games. shirts. Yep. Yep. Yeah, with one half yeah. purple, one half red. red yeah. Yeah. Are you guys going to the military bowl? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, we're you know, being that I'm pregnant, it's a little bit. Yeah, of a, yeah. yeah. Know, our our coverage starts ten thirty on Monday yeah. with the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and of course we'll be here with you afterwards taking your calls and we'd love to hear from you post game too yeah you or blake should call into the post game show on monday oh we'll be listening to it we listen to the whole thing we do the pre-show the post-show everything that's great really buttering us up i like it good stuff mike asking uh (laughs) mike saying one day troy will let this lady off the phone (laughs) i tell you what she's probably been our our best yeah. vocal winner this year. Yeah, yeah. good. A you're, lot of energy. You're, you're our best guest this hour. You got any questions, Bryce? Uh, just the basic: uh, Are you a real Christmas tree person or a fake Christmas tree person? Well, so we're uh, kind of those fake. people. No, 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 no. We uh, we got married at Christmas. So I love Christmas. We have a real tree downstairs and a fake tree up. Okay, uh, so. another, another house divided. Another house, <laughs> yeah. A holiday house divided. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you at least got one real one in there. The tree out. It's so I can get the tree out like early November, so my husband's not like irritated that I'm trying to like go to a tree lot that's not open yet. That's the whole thing. Does yeah. sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. I like it's this. Real joy around here. <laughs> <laughs> Blake's got his hands what's full Blake over do? there. <laughs> he does. What's, what's he do? Uh, he is a uh, a manager of a several millions in uh, around here. Oh, oh. he paints in purple. He sniffs paint all day. Yeah. He, he <laughs> purple, yeah. Uh, you sound like you have way too much personality to be an accountant. What do you really do? No, I'm just a fun accountant. Fun accountant. So so crunch your numbers whenever you need it. I'm still like on a nerd scale. Like I'm just like a a fun nerd. I would like. That's good. Cool. All right. Cool. You want to give give her the prize? Yeah. You have any questions for us, Sarah? Before we move on. No, I just want to know what my prize is. All right, here we go. She's anxious. Let me get. To it's it. probably going to work out for the both of them. Well, we have one. Yeah, I have a feeling. This is going to be a Christmas prize. As we got the chest and the baby chest, this is the last prize in it, and everything well, has worked out be. good. Could work out for the baby as well. Wow, uh, this is interesting. Oh, wow. You might need a new one of these, considering you're having a baby. Who knows what happened to your old one? Because now you're getting a $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. Well, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get a new mattress there. So fun. Mattresses and, are fun. You and Blake. That is fun. They can be very fun. Great. Can't wait. All right. Sarah, you're awesome. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank y'all. Merry Christmas. All right. Do we have Merry her Christmas. info so we know how to get this to her, Shirley? Yes. All right. Does Jonathan need to contact her or not? Uh, yes, Troy. This is the last. Yeah, the last winner of like year twelve. We we got this thing. Yeah, covered. all right. We're we'll good. be Ellerby will be contacting you tomorrow, most likely, Sarah, on the uh, the final details of this. I can't wait. All right, you're Sarah gonna have to wait until tomorrow. Sarah, thank you so much for listening to us online in Raleigh. Great to have you and your husband uh, a part of Pirate Radio, and congratulations on your big win. Thank you so much. All right, there is Sarah Saunders. Yeah.
Very uh, cheerful. Wife of Blake. That uh, That is the winter energy. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. That was nice. What that, a way to go out on a hot note and right joyful. there. Glad did that, you know, she she deserved it. Yeah. She put in the work. Her husband uh, gave her some, some direction there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Chad. Yeah. Next year's your year. Yeah. Chad, I wonder if she tells her clients, oh my God, I cannot believe it. You are broke. <laughs> you I got, are broke. I got you a refund. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to be broke. You have no money. Oh my God. <laughs> Chad is fuming right now. He's oh been boy. positive all Uh-oh. Treasure have, have chest season. A, have we had a break here? On Twitter, he says, I hate Sarah. She's not a true listener. He's really letting it all come out. Right oh now. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Give Sour. her the damn prize oh, and get this over with in the treasure chest now. <laughs> Chad has lost it. Chad, hey, come on. Sorry, Chad. I've never right. seen Chad this angry. Yeah. Chad's turned into like Matt Nagy on the sideline of the Bears game. He's trying to get tossed uh, from the treasure chest. It's like Tim Floyd. God, they escort him out with police. All right, let's get another break in. We'll come back. One more segment to go here uh, in 2021. Did you say he was caller 11? No. Yeah, this. uh, he said I did get through, but I was caller 11. Really? Well, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Don't look at me. I can count. Shirley hung up on you. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley does uh, monitor all the calls and see who's calling in. Just kidding. Our phone's from 1974. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we don't it doesn't have, have caller ID on it. What, what Chad should have done is when he heard Shirley say, this is Chad, stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> the, uh, we're just happy the phone's work. Yep. Still working. Smoking a little bit. Yeah. But it's doing all right. All right. We'll be back with you right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow closed up 261 points at 35,753. NASDAQ was up 180 at 15,520. And the S&P was ahead 47 at 4,696. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right, I was just reminded by our guest, Bryce Williams, we got a lot to do. we got to get bold predictions, and oh, yeah, we got to go dude. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Yeah. So, Bryce, catch us up between last Thursday and today, what you've been up to in the woods or on the water. Well, I'll make it quick. Don't want to take away from Troy's bowl predictions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was able to jump in. It's funny because it's true. Uh, <laughs> we, we had to coach him up during the break. No, I was able to jump on the water real quick, oh. go trout fishing. I ended up leaving the house at 4.30 wow. to get Saturday skunks? morning. Did not get skunked. All I met right. Jake and my buddy Patrick. Yeah, Jake here. Drove to, drove, drove to Atlantic Beach. Yeah, all right. Uh, Saturday morning before the sun came up, went fishing, caught a few. Um, you know, it was a good time. It wasn't a stellar day, but didn't get skunked. Yeah. And right. then uh, Sunday, you know, I was real antsy, and I went walking in the woods and tried to shoot a deer. Didn't see anything. I saw an owl. 
and some silence. You didn't shoot gears. the owl, did you? No, who, who, we just looked at each other and who, we just who saw back, the owl. We just hooed back and forth. You know, it was cool. He told me what he was up to. Yeah, um, it's a good time in the woods. So I was able to be in the woods in the water. Um, got skunked in the woods. Didn't get skunked in the water though. So. Hopefully go fishing Christmas Eve. So you so. end the 2021 year, which you've said before, if you had more storage, your numbers will be higher. But how yeah. many deer during the deer hunting season? For uh, typically, I'm pretty pleased if I get a buck and a doe. Because like I said, that's uh, all that my freezer can really store. And you checked those off this I year, I checked right? them off. I checked yeah. them off all in the same week. That's right. So my biggest yeah. buck ever and, you know, normal in a doe. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to get in the woods for deer hunting again. I'd like to to get some more back straps and tenderloin and all that jazz. But uh, back straps. Mm, I'm that uh, sounds so good. I'm pleased with uh, how it's been. You What's know, the last time you've eaten back strap. It's I good. I can't say that. Right. Uh, I don't know what it is. Jalapeno poppers. They're like the sirloin, I guess you could say, <laughs> okay. or tenderloin of uh, like deer. Mm. You get the inner tenderloins, but then you get the back straps. It's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Good, good stuff. There you go. Yeah. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Look, I didn't even eat Shirley's like desserts here. You think I'm going to eat backstrap? Jeez. I'll tell you. It's no, just... I don't. Nobody thinks so. Yeah. Just imagine it's burger. You don't I'll know, get a you burger. Don't, you don't know what's in that burger you're eating from yeah, a place? Yeah, you know what's in my meat. Could be anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what's in his meat. I'm not eating his meat. <laughs> now, Troy, you've had some fancy meals in your day. <clears throat> now, I, I think we've had this conversation in the past snails have you ever had no, snails gross is that escargot or is that something uh-uh. i think it's escargot yeah it's escargot those snail eggs Ugh. what you mean fish eggs fish eggs that is uh what is that snail <laughs> Fish eggs is escargot. Okay. Snail eggs or something well, else. What is no, snail? caviar is That's what I'm thinking of fish caviar. Eggs. Yes, that's right. And what are snail eggs? Nothing. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's called it's called poop. <laughs> It's like you, have you ever had a human egg before, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! All right. Oh dear! Hey. We got to get predictions in. Yes, hit it. Yeah, we got to do it with the music. How so. much time we got? Right? Oh, okay. we got to do forty bowls. Yes, Crap. yeah, that's what we yeah. mean by predictions. Oh man, we got Bryce has to do his official ECU prediction too, though. Uh, ah. hit, let's do the quick version oh, again. Ready, Chandler? Yeah. All right. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. All right. Honestly, I like that. Ooh. I like that way Is better that than the than the audio. That was much much oh, quicker. Oh, that I like that good. better. Freestyle. All right, Bryce. I like that way better. You said you you, you remind me a lot of Will Ferrell. Anybody told you that? <laughs> no, like the football version. No, Troy <laughs> said it first. He talked about an owl. Now that I look at him, I kind of see an owl in his an face owl. too. You really are. Troy during the break says, I feel drunk. <laughs> you have a natural buzz going on. I know. Right I'm, I'm on a holiday high. <laughs> you got senioritis. Bryce, you also remind me, I think you'd fit in well in the state of Texas. Mm. You yes, sound you like do. a Texas I like fellow. Texas. Yeah. Oh, you I'd like to go With to the Texas. family. <laughs> With the family. So you get the Texas Bowl there coming up January 4th in RG Stadium in Houston, 9 o'clock on ESPN. LSU, 6-6, six and six, taking on Kansas State, 7-5. and five. You like the Tigers or the Wildcats? You know, I'm going to um, I'm going to go Kansas State because I had to play with a kicker. Um, his name was <laughs> oh, what's his last name? It was Matt. He was at Arizona, and uh, he was from Kansas State. Me and him were you know became buddies uh, while we were in Arizona. So I'm gonna go um, 
Go um, K State. K State. K State is the pick. Troy D. Wow. I mean, it had to. It had to work like this. Oh, it's going to be a bowl with uh, my oh, name in it. Oh no! Is it? Is it Troy? It is not. It's basically. Basically. If, if you were a girl, your name would be Peach. You get the Peach oh, Ball. Yes. <laughs> December thirtieth, Peach Ball, seven o'clock on East ESPN. Carolina versus <laughs> NC State. Thirty years ago, I was at the Marriott Marquis. Oh yeah. What a game. What a game. Golly. This year, it won't be a special, Troy. No, it won't. It'll be Michigan State versus Pittsburgh. 10-2 mm. and two versus 11-2. and two. Pittsburgh, the ACC champions. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one right there. What's your gut tell you? I mean, you know zero about these teams. What do you mean it's tough? Like, My gut says Michigan State. All right. Sparty. Sparty. Yeah. Sparty over Pitt. So in your bowl pool, are you going? Quarterback against, can't slide anymore. It's going to take them out. Can't do a fake. You're right. Yeah. In fact, he isn't. Is he's, he playing? I don't think he's, he's playing. He's a big fake. Can't slide. The see, Pittsburgh I, quarterback did the fake slide, yeah. and did you ever see that in the championship? Uh, and now they have outlawed it. We'll have to show it to so you. Right? Like, boom, like, so the uh, defenders held up because they can't hit them, or they get a flag and thrown I out. See that? So anyway, they do that. See, Troy, if I were you, I would have said, "Well, we." beat pittsburgh in that 1991 peach bowl year i feel bad for beating them now it's their year to be in the peach bowl and win it beat, i'm beat taking who pittsburgh. pittsburgh oh that season yeah yeah well he's saying they're gonna lose again well wow in the peach bowl all right bryce ecu boston college what's your score uh, uh ecu's obviously winning spread what was the spread again three or something bc by three more Okay, AC is definitely going to be. Uh, it's going to be an easy. Uh, I'm going to go 35 30. 35 to 30. Can't you get that? Yeah, you can get that. You can get that. Pirates win. Bryce, Merry Christmas, Merry man. Christmas to y'all. Clip, I'm going to say it comes Wait, down. wait, wait. You're going to do it now? We're going to talk to you on Monday. But when you're ready, go for fire away. I was going to wait. but All right, do you want to wait till pregame? No, it's up to you. If you got it, give it to us. I'll wait till pregame. Lay it on us. <laughs> yeah, dang, I I've was got, all anxious. You'll be on location. I've got a bold prediction for this game. All right. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. That's a reason to tune into the pregame. I've got show. a bold prediction. Oh, that was Something. the biggest highlight. Something. Ooh, and then he just cut me I off. Know, Something yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. I'll check in with you live from Annapolis, Maryland. Sounds good. Man, can you believe? Yes, I can believe whatever you're about to This year is winding down. This is the last live show clip. Oh, he's getting I'm aware. Us. I've done it. I know. One of them, yeah. And we're trying to get out of here. Merry uh, Christmas. Let me Happy thank New all year. of our listeners that were a part of it with us along thank the you. way as we get ready to head into year 20. I consider you my family. Radio. Family. Our family. Shirley, CJ, Chandler, Bryce, Troy D, everyone. Merry thank Christmas. you. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be uh, at Best of Thursday, Friday, and we'll talk to you Monday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, 10.30 a.m. We'll see you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.